This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show is live on your YouTube machine. A pleasure to be with you. On the show, as always, we are presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, theadvocates.com, where you never reach into your pocket to pay the advocates. No, friends, you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. In fact, you can chat with an attorney live online right now. Did you get hurt at work today? Did you have an accident over the weekend? Did you get hit while you were riding your motorcycle? The motorcycle injury experts at the advocates are ready to serve you. Theadvocates.com, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. And and again, I feel like every day on this show we say this about expansion. I feel like every day on this show we say this about the changing face of college football or whatever it might be. It just feels like on a daily basis we're talking about breaking news in college football expansion. I cannot tell you how excited I am that games are just a mere 20 days away. Less than 20 days away, in fact. I am thrilled about that. But this story out of the ACC, Jake, I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'm making too much out of it, but anytime Notre Dame is involved in expansion and you have brands like Clemson, Duke, Carolina, Florida State, Stanford, and Cal involved, I feel like this is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there's a lot to talk about with it. But, yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, there's the the conversation around expansion and realignment obviously has been raging for months now. And, and yeah, there is definitely some burnout on the conversation. There's no doubt about it. But I think at the same time, like, it's an important conversation. I mean, again, you have a situation, you know, this, you know, these last three days or whatever – uh, with a school that's trying to jump into a P5 conference and basically pay their way to join. And then you have another situation in that very same conference where you've got a, 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 a school that is regarded by most of the conferences halfway in and halfway out. And so it's a super dynamic and fluid situation that I think we've never really seen before in college sports. And I really don't feel like that's an exaggeration. And, and hey, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the youngster in the room and don't remember the 80s, but I don't remember a team ever trying to buy their way into a conference. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty uncharted territory. Yeah, and I, I also think in the grand scheme of things, the way finances and college athletics work, it is pretty surprising to hear what's going on with Notre Dame right now. And this, this I don't know, confluence of events in the ACC that have all come together and sparked negativity and, and really uh, a, a separatist movement from Florida State. And, and I, I, I again come back to this idea that it was a mistake for Notre Dame to put its, its non-football sports in the ACC. I feel like it wasn't desperate. I just feel like it was the wrong decision. You could have parked those sports in any conference you wanted. You chose the ACC, and I think it's been nothing short of an abject failure because the ACC is an abject failure. And the question I asked today is, what is Florida State going to do now? Because Florida State has nowhere to go. 
I don't know that they are at all valuable. They are not AAU, so the Big Ten's not going to be excited to add them. It's fine that you can raise this $120 million uh, you know, exit clause in the grant of rights in the ACC. That does not mean that you're going to get to take your TV rights with you. I, I just don't see that there are a lot of options for Florida State, who seems to be the predominant topic of conversation in the ACC. It's great they're upset, but are you really looking to pull the escape hatch here? And and where are you going to go? Are you going to the to the Big 12? Is the Big 12 that much better off of a situation than the ACC? Because I'm here to tell you it's not. I don't believe that Florida State being added to the Big 12 is some huge leap or some huge up upgrade for the Big 12. I happen to think the Big 12, yeah, is more stable. I think there's more unity, but the Big 12 is not is is not some huge step up. It's not the SEC and it's not the Big 10. Jake, I just don't feel like Florida State brings a lot of value to the SEC or the Big 10, and I don't think they have anywhere to go. Yeah, well, and I would agree with that, and I think the other side of it is there's no way for them to get out of the ACC without support. And I think that's the the tough thing. Like, you know, obviously, sure, they could pay their $120 million exit fee, but but that doesn't give you your grant of rights back. That doesn't give you the ability to televise your games. And so that's why I say, you know, I, yeah, they could get out of the conference, and sure, they could probably get to the Big 12, or they could get to, you know, some of these other conferences, assuming those conferences would want them. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to just jump right into that TV contract. So, so for me, I I look at this and I just say, hey, Florida State, like you're you're one of these brands that yes, you have value, you you have a a good brand, but I I I will die on the hill as saying it doesn't matter like how good you are uh, in other sports. It doesn't matter to me how how strong you are academically in the big picture if you're not winning on the football field at a reasonably high clip. If you're not a team or a school, an institution, not a team, an institution, that is is able to show the ability to raise the value of the conference with its play on the football field, to to make money for the conference through football, I just don't think you have as good of a chance to get into these other conferences. And unfortunately for Florida State, they're a team and a school that, that yes, in the past has won. Yes, much like any other program, they have won in the past. But you haven't won recently. And when I say recently, I think college football works in five-year cycles on the field, right? If you look at head coaching contracts, you look at the transfer portal, you look at you know, everything that goes on in college football, I really feel like if you've got a quarterback that you can lean on for, let's say, all four years, you really should be able to win at a at a, at a good clip. So Florida State, for me, just isn't, isn't all that relevant. They're a brand, yes. They would be valuable on some level, but it's not like you're Alabama or Georgia or LSU or, or Ohio Stanford. State. Here's Stanford that you seem to have this, this ill content for. I, I think Stanford's a better fit in the Big Ten than than Florida State is. And I know we had a huge argument uh, over sports. We have like a we have a, a a difference of opinion in our argument over Stanford on mm-hmm. this show. Yeah. You are vehemently anti Stanford. You don't see value in Stanford. I tell you, 
A, Stanford's one of the best athletic departments in the country. They are easily one of the best academic partners in the country. And they are a, a, a an academic ATM machine. They're going to make themselves and you and all of your partners more money. And they're AAU and everybody wants them. I think Stanford's a much better fit in a lot of situations than Florida State is. But I think the problem is is that TV partners won't pay for Stanford. That's the problem. That's why they're not in the Big Ten because the Big Ten didn't want to pay extra to 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 bring those schools in. Now, if we compare Stanford to Florida State, yeah, to me, Stanford's way more valuable because of the academic side, right? Florida State doesn't have the luxury of saying, yeah, hey, by the way, here's the bird because we're the number three institution in the land academically. Like that's a hammer. That's that's a yeah. that's an ace in the hole. So when you compare Stanford to other institutions, absolutely Stanford has value. And I agree, they make you money in certain ways, but but I don't agree with the assertion that that Stanford got left for dead or left behind or they're they're some kind of victim. And, and Stanford is a victim of circumstance. I think that's the I think that's the only way you can categorize it. I, I would agree with you that if Stanford was a perennial playoff contender, they would be able to write their own ticket, I would guess. But the issue here is Stanford is not. But Stanford is still more valuable than Florida State Yes, because of everything else they bring to the table. They bring the Bay Area. They bring a lot of money. They bring a lot of partnerships. They like I, Again, I think everybody knows the value of Stanford. My point is, is that I disagree. I think Stanford is a victim of circumstance. I think Stanford is a victim of being so passive in a Pac-12 that was disintegrating that now you kind of made your bed that you're lying in right now. And it's remarkable to me that not one but two of the the best academic institutions in this country don't have a home. They do not have a home. Sure, would the American take Stanford and Cal? Yeah, absolutely. Right, but if you're Stanford and Cal, are you trying to get to the American? You're not. But isn't Cal's situation a little bit different because of the debt load? Isn't isn't Cal's situation a little bit more difficult? Like more desperate, yeah, or more, or, more or desperate? desperate? Sure. sure, it is. Yeah, for the, for Cal, it's more desperate. Absolutely. I mean, Stanford. Again, I, I think the other piece of value for Stanford is they're super well run. Like obviously, like I just said. You know, my opinion is is that they they are not a victim of circumstance here because you have made the choice to be so dominant in academics that it's required you to to choose to lay back a little bit in athletics. And and I'm not even saying that that's like a horrible choice or you're an idiot. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that that's that's you're what an Stanford idiot. did. Yeah, that's what Stanford look, did. Look, guy. I know you're Stanford, so, but you're not so, very bright. So here. everyone wants to say, oh, well, hey, the, the Pac-12 burned to the ground. And because Stanford, the because Stanford was dynamic with David Shaw in 2015 and the years before, before that. They were really good on the football field. And then the last, what, it's 2023, what, the last eight years? You really just haven't done a ton. You haven't yeah, they made a turned ton of off, I think, post-COVID. There was very little effort to recruit at a high level and win a lot of games in either basketball or football. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess to a certain extent, I understand why. Because football is 27th at Stanford. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I get it. I don't think it's right, but I get it. Mm -hmm. But who are we to tell Stanford how to do their bidding? 
And that's fine. I agree with that. We're not, we don't need to tell Stanford how to do anything. They've got a billion dollar endowment for athletics. They're an amazing, uh, you know, institution for education, which is again, why I say, I don't feel like there there's been some injustice done to them. It does suck. It's terrible for college football and just college athletics on the whole that is, Stanford doesn't have a home. Is there an injustice being done to Washington State and Oregon State? Uh, Oregon State, I would say, not not Washington State. Washington State has made its bed with well, with the with the athletic department and what Kirk has done. And but Oregon State, in my opinion, see Oregon State. The only difference between Oregon State and a program like Cal is Oregon State's football program actually is good. They're a ten win football program, and the basketball program is going the right direction. But what's Oregon State's problem? And this is my main point in the whole thing. If you if you apply the word relevancy to every program hey is oregon state relevant in the big picture the answer is no they're not relevant oregon's relevant oregon state is not relevant in football and basketball so is stanford relevant in football and basketball no is cal relevant no right but utah has been fighting for relevancy for some time now and they're relevant because they went to the rose bowl twice and lost twice Right, So you look at these other programs like Florida State. Florida State is, I guess, somewhat relevant, but you haven't done much. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not here to compare Florida State to Oregon State and Washington State. I think Florida State is a power college football brand who hasn't been much of a powerhouse in the last five years. Mm-hmm. I just think as we sit here today, And what our sources are telling us happened yesterday. The ACC got together and had a a meeting. And there was some frustration vented towards Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been lobbying hard to add Stanford and Cal to the ACC. But as I've told you for going on two weeks now, it makes zero sense for the Atlantic Coast Conference to have two California teams. And that's it. it. It makes no sense whatsoever. It doesn't make economic sense. You can split that money pie any way you want it. Because ESPN, according to our sources and TV, was willing to pay for Stanford and Cal to be in the conference. They were willing to do that. So money wasn't going to be the issue. The issue is the net. What is the net gain? There's no net gain for the ACC in adding Stanford and Cal. And furthermore, on SMU, straight up, the members of the ACC, from what our sources told us, see zero value in adding SMU, even for free for five years. Because we had it exclusively, and now others have confirmed it, that SMU donors... We're willing to give SMU $200 million over five years to cover no rights fees from the ACC. And the ACC had not a little interest. I was told no interest. It never got off the ground for SMU. They were never getting an invite to the ACC. Mm -hmm. And then Notre Dame happened. And Notre Dame was lobbying and pushing and pushing. It's that fight you had with your wife where she was like, we're not buying a new car. We're not buying a new car. We're not buying a new car. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Shut up. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I want it. 
And Notre Dame just kept going. Stanford and Cal. Stanford and Cal. Stanford and Cal. And fi- <coughs> finally, from what we were told, several members said, hey, bring your football program here, and until you do, shut up. We're not interested. And I think there is a – the word that I've heard multiple times about Notre Dame and the ACC, there is a high level of resentment towards Notre Dame from ACC members because they're one foot in and one foot out. They're doing what's best for themselves in football, and that's being independent and trying to tell the ACC what's best for them in football. And the ACC doesn't want to hear it. And I totally understand that. Yeah, I 100% – understand why members of the ACC would have resentment towards Notre Dame, who is essentially double dipping on media rights fees. You got to remember that. Yeah, they're getting a smaller percentage from the ACC, but they don't care because they're going to get $75 million a year from NBC in their new deal. So they don't care about that. It's simply a matter of the haves versus the have-nots. And I don't. Uh, the thing that's shocking to me is Florida State doesn't have anywhere to go. And again, I'm open to this argument. Where the hell is Florida State going to go? And everybody tells me I'm crazy and Florida State's got value and the Big Ten wants Florida State. I'm telling you, man, the Big Ten doesn't want Florida State. They're not AAU and they don't go to the college football playoff. Period. It's not like Florida State is some big influx of energy, money, viewership, reach. None of that comes with good old Florida State. What the Big Ten wants is Notre Dame football. And I, I think that's that's very clear. It's where Notre Dame belongs, in fact. That's why they didn't take Stanford and Cal, because I think they know with all of the partners that are involved, look at who does business with the Big Ten. NBC, who's in bed with Notre Dame. And if it's true that Bob Iger at Disney is trying to broker a a minority share to Comcast NBC Universal, dude, all the synergy in the world is there. Notre Dame's going to get paid two, three times, let alone once from the ACC. So it makes all the sense in the world. And if you're Florida State, you're pissed off about that. You're bitter about that. You resent Notre Dame for that. And I think there's a lot of that. Because Florida State thinks that they should be able to write their own ticket. And if we're being brutally honest, you can't write your own ticket when the Big Ten won't take your phone call. And when the you, you look at the SEC, the SEC doesn't want your phone call. And why doesn't the SEC want your phone call? Because they've already got Florida. And Florida's never going to, to grease the skids of Florida State coming to the SEC. It's not fucking happening. So you look at that situation, and what's the one place left for Florida State? The Big 12. And why is the Big 12 going to be beating down big brother pain in the ass Florida State when they've already got Central Florida and Orlando? And frankly, if they really wanted more of Florida, wouldn't they add South Florida? Wouldn't they take Tampa? Because that gives them far more reach than Tallahassee and Florida State, who's been nothing but a malcontent for three years and frankly has not been a good partner and doesn't appear to be headed down the good partnership road. So why would a a, a conference that seemingly has made very few missteps in the last 18 months, from Bob Bowlesby brokering expansion to Brett Yormark's hire to his execution, by the way, again, I don't know if you noticed what was in our email today. Yeah, the, the Big 12 in the last two days has sent two emails of note. 
Number one is, hey, Big 12 basketball media days will be in Kansas City on this date and this time. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, what did we get today? Yeah, the uh, Big 12 Dr. Pepper Championship college football game will be at AT&T Stadium. Tickets go on sale. Here's the link. Like, they're rolling in the Big 12. Yes. Do they need a heavy to come in and try and push them around in, in Florida State? Nope. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And, and again, I'm sure that people are pissed off and everybody. The Big 10 wants two schools. And remember, good old Uncle Monty. And I know we've been wrong on everything in expansion. But you remember, I told you this. The Big Ten wants Notre Dame and North Carolina. That's who they want to be 19th and 20th. Will they get that? I don't know. We'll see. Bubba Cunningham's an operator. Mm -hmm. I don't think the athletic director at North Carolina is an operator. And they have a president with an appetite who's turned Bubba loose to do what Bubba needs to do. If the ACC melts down, it's not Florida State going to the Big Ten. I, I would bet my Johnson on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I probably wouldn't. But the Johnson. point the point is, the point is, I think we've been damn good on expansion. And I'm telling you, Notre Dame and North Carolina are the two schools you should watch if the Big Ten ever expands. Yeah, and yeah. I think those would be great brands yeah. in the Big Ten. Absolutely. I, and I feel like we've turned into the anti-Florida State show. Well, I don't think we're anti-Florida State. I just think that that I, I think if you're in the SEC or if you're an SEC fan or you're an ACC fan, you see a lot of value in Florida State because you see them regularly. And and what I'm telling you is I see them enough. I watch the games when they're playing. And I just don't see uh, some dominant force right now. And, and, I, and I think we – because it works both ways, right? You don't have to be a national championship contender every year to be relevant and to have value to a new conference that you'd want to go to. But it certainly helps your case. And I think the problem for Florida State is they just haven't done anything. And so, yeah, the Big 12 has no need to add uh, a pain in their ass to the conference. And the Big 10 and uh, the SEC, unfortunately for Florida State, uh, know what they want, and they and they're not going to misstep or just you know give in, and and so that's why I think it's tough. But but again, when I look around realignment altogether, like you know saying no definitively to SMU, I think is really smart for the the ACC. So do like, I. like we said yesterday, there's not a lot of value coming from SMU side outside of hey we're free, but. But conferences at the like conferences on the ACC's level are not necessarily interested in free. They're interested in how can you push us forward. And again, as much as I hear that the ACC hates Notre Dame, yeah, man, I cannot tell you how many sources in the Big Twelve have talked about what a pain in the ass Florida State's been. Yeah, that on top of this argument over what is the better conference? Because I, I, we have heard this a lot the last three weeks. The ACC or the Big 12? Man, I don't even think it's close in football. I think the Big 12 is a far better conference with what Sonny Dykes did at TCU and what it looks like they'll continue to like top to bottom with expansion. Now with the four corners, I think Utah is going to contend to win that conference from day one. Uh, I think what Jed Fish is building in Arizona Prime at Colorado. Kenny Dillingham ain't doing nothing at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. They, they've got 37 quarterbacks, mm-hmm. I know. But 
You look at the four incoming teams on top of Houston, Cincinnati, Central Florida, BYU, you're a better football conference than the ACC. But God dog, aren't you a better basketball conference than the ACC as well? And again, I'm a North Carolina guy. North Carolina, I don't know what they are. The way that college basketball has changed. And it the one and done has changed college basketball, in my opinion, so dramatically. Right. Like because what and again, Carolina's a great example. They go to the championship game, what, two years ago? Twenty twenty two versus they, Kansas. Yeah, they lose to Kansas. And then you don't make the tournament or any postseason play this past year. Welcome to the era of one and dones. Yeah. Right? You got guys like Bob Hurley at ASU turning over his entire roster through the portal multiple years in a row. Mm-hmm. Welcome to one and dones in college basketball. And I think you look at you look at the champions in, in men's college basketball the last, you know, several years, and, and the Big 12 has been hot recently. That's the but, reality. But look at San Diego. Mm-hmm. How did San Diego State wind up there? Yeah. Well, because done. they built a program and they were really savvy with who they brought in through the portal. and Yep. I, that's the way college basketball is. On a sheet of paper, the Big 12 is a better basketball conference than the ACC, in my opinion. I think it's it's not close in college football. Yeah. And, and I, I would love to get your comments on this because I, I just think it is. I think the ACC, to be honest with you, in overall in the big picture, like the last 10 years, has been the better postseason conference no doubt I mean you you may find really good regular season teams in the Big 12 but yeah you know when I think of the North Carolinas the Dukes the Virginias especially like those are all powerhouse postseason teams but I think the tough part is is that is that like you just said like North Carolina didn't even make a playoff appearance last year or this past season How wild is that yeah I mean it's just crazy to say and, and, and I agree it is the best example of hey like this is the one and done era and so I, I'm looking at this yeah, list of yeah. hey man like who won the championship and who was the runner-up? Like, okay, again, th- this past season, UConn won and San Diego State. Okay, great. That's kind of a that's kind of a one-off, right? But I look at 2022. Kansas wins. North Carolina is the runner-up. Baylor wins. Gonzaga is the runner-up, right? Nothing in 2020 due to the pandemic. Before that, Virginia wins. Texas Tech is the runner-up. Both of the conferences we're talking about, right? Then I've got Villanova and Michigan. The Big Ten decided to wake the hell up in basketball. But I, I just I, that's look a great at this. Point. I just but, look at this, and it's like, dude, like it is the ACC and the Big Twelve. There's no doubt about it. But again, to my point about Notre Dame in the Big Ten, the Big Ten is a hoax. I, I and and Oregon and Washington, we we battled over this, and, and so on the show we have a pre-show meeting behind the scenes, secretive, secretive top secret, shit, right? Like, but we sit around and we go over, hey, we're going to talk about this. Well. We don't just say, okay, we're going to talk about the ACC. All right, cool, bro. We're like, hey, what are you going to talk about? What do you think of this? Where do you think of this? And we battled over the quality of Oregon and Washington and what that really means to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it helps them in football. But does Oregon and Washington in college basketball do anything Doesn't for a conference? Mean a damn thing. Right? That does, like the Big Ten has nothing in college basketball. Nope. But, well, like, but their conference, and again, this is how the SEC was until recently. Right, the SEC wasn't a damn thing in basketball. They were a football conference, and basketball was a nice little hobby they had on the side. Yeah, and that's what the Big Ten was as well. 
And then what happened? Michigan started showing up a little bit. Ohio State had one nice year, like, you know, the one-off Penn State year. And the SEC, obviously, you know, has has good reputation. Like, I, the, the basketball ability of the ACC is unquestioned. Correct. Whether you want to talk about Virginia, obviously Duke, Carolina, I, I mean – Whoever you want to point to, even Florida State has shown that they can be competent. Yeah. Right? Miami has shown they can be competent. That does not hold a candle to the Big 12, who top to bottom, whether it's Tech, uh, anybody you want to point to in that conference. Hell, BYU. Have you ever played church ball on carpet? BYU is happy to to drag you into a dogfight. Look at their battles with Gonzaga, right? Right. The Big 12 is just a better conference. So why is the Big 12 going to go out of its way to poke the ACC bear by taking Florida State and fighting legally in court to get TV distribution rights? They're not going to do that. No. And Florida State doesn't bring a whole lot of equity. Well, and I think, again, it goes without saying, you guys all know this, on the football side, like the the national championship list is definitive. I mean, obviously dominated Absolutely. by the SEC. And then what do I what do I get, right? So like 22, 21, 20, 19, all SEC. 2018, Clemson wins the national championship with five foreheads, right? Like, come on, dude, we get it. <laughs> Then I get then I get Alabama. Then Forehead decided to show up in 2016 with Clemson. Alabama again. Oh, wow! The Big Ten decided to show up with the Ohio State. Like it is quite literally the SEC and everybody else in the sport that matters most. And that's why I say that's why basketball matters because if you can get national championships in basketball. You're just boosting that revenue for years on end because you know, like the Big Ten knows in football, there's one team and it's not Michigan in his khakis. I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that if Florida State shuts up and just focuses on winning court and field games of consequence. 2013 was their last national championship. It's been 10, that, but that's what I've been saying for a week. It's been 10 years. Before that, 1999. It's been 10 years of just terrible hires, average recruiting, and zero development. Can Norvell change that? I have no idea. But my point is, if Florida State would just shut up and win games, if Miami would just shut up and win games, and I understand in Miami it's a different deal, like the politics, yeah. the inner workings of Miami, Dade, and, and really from Fort Lauderdale all the way down to the Keys is a political disaster. It is very hard to operate in that atmosphere. I totally get it. But if Miami would just shut up and win games, if the Canes had come back and 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 be Catholics versus convicts and – this league would be transformed. God bless. You would make a lot more money because Carolina and Duke are going to win basketball games. Even as one and dones. Duke is Duke, right? Like Carolina is Carolina. You're going to win games. You, you are. But you need somebody to come with you. Yeah. And I'm tired of hearing about, wow, we're at Florida State, bro. You know, like we're doing the chopping, where we hey get more money. Hey guys, no, you hey don't. Dion's gone. Anquan Bolden's gone. Right? Derek Brooks is gone. Bobby Bowden's dead and gone. Like I'm telling you, yep. you are nothing at Florida State right now. Prove me wrong. Because you want to win, you want the ACC to 
to be this special thing? Win games. Win games, Michigan. Win, win games, Purdue. Win games, Iowa. Because I, 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 and I don't mean to get so passionate. This fires me up. I look at the Big Ten, the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC. There ain't no such thing as the Pac-2 anymore, but whatever. You're not as good as the top of your conference. Do you get that? Do you understand that if Vanderbilt ever wins 10 games in football, the SEC is the best conference ever? Ever. If Georgia Tech shows up, the ACC, if Virginia Tech, if if they're playing Beamer ball again, the bottom half of your conference, that's what determines your quality. Why do you think the lane train is so flippant important to the SEC? Thanks. Right? Who who wants to go to Oxford? Well, now apparently a lot of football players do. Right? Look at look at state. Look at Mississippi State. How much better is that league when Mississippi State competes? Well, we don't know because they never compete. Mm-hmm. Right, Jimbo at Texas A&M, perfect example. Recruiting wizard, recruiting wizard doesn't develop anybody. They suck. They're irrelevant. Do you understand that the bottom half of these leagues, if I could get Indiana, Purdue, if Rutgers would do anything in that league, if Maryland would just reincarnate because it's Gary garbage. Williams, give me Gary Williams. Yeah, I know what time it is. Do you it, like just some of you idiots? The Buy a new basketball floor and give away free hot dogs and your building will be full. <coughs> Utah, <coughs> you, you want to know when the Big 12 becomes the undefeated behemoth? Let the running Utes get back going in basketball. Yeah. Uh, forget It's over. It's over. If the BYU-Utah rivalry becomes something, you know what's going to happen? Though that We're going to raise all tide. The tide's going to raise all ships. Because I'm telling you, them boys down in Provo can play hoop. They can play basketball. But they haven't. Basketball has been a zero in, in the state of Utah. But now you're in the Big 12 and there's more money. And there's Kansas City. Maybe that... Mark Harlan, you're a hell of an athletic director. Find, some, find somebody to put the ball through the hoop. Yeah, That's when the Big 12 becomes unbeatable. Whew. <clears throat> What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Dude... <laughs> I, I this is and I want games so badly but do not pull the ripcord and get me running on on the on the big time I'm 10. for real I'm, I'm the, for real hey man <laughs> there are it, there are certain truths yeah in that are unspoken there is no question the big 10 is the most overrated sports entity in the history of sports entities mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing about how great the big 10 is yeah all two of you I'm tired of hearing about how great Florida State is. Well, and I, I always love, I always love it. Wow, Charlie Ward, arguably, Charlie Ward was a better NBA player than he was a quarterback at, at Florida State. And he's the best quarterback <laughs> ever. It's fucking Nebraska. Stop talking about Tommy Frazier. Stop talking about Lawrence Phillips, right? Stop. Because mm-hmm. nobody cares. Matt Rule is who I want to talk about. Trev Alberts. The athletic director, not the defensive end outside linebacker, the athletic director at Nebraska is who I want to talk about. Because I'm tired of of all these schools that are like, oh, well. And to your point about Stanford, Toby Gerhardt ain't walking through that door anytime soon, dude. <laughs> He's not doing it. Win now. You, it, 
and maybe, I, and I'm starting to kind of, no, that's a lie. I'll never, you're, you're not very Don't bright. Don't play intramurals, yeah. brother. I'll never agree with you. Stanford's a victim of Kirk Schultz at Washington State. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. They're not. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> All right, the Monty Show, as always, this hour of the show is presented by our good friends who are giving you great tickets to see Texas at Baylor on September 23rd. We, friends, are just 25 hours away from announcing the winner of our contest to send you to Waco to see Texas at Baylor. Hug them. And we are at about 50 entries now. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to win these. So before I get to your comments, number one, hit the like button, you guys. Hit the like button. If you are not subscribed, please consider doing so. We are just... 86 subscribers away on YouTube. Dude, come on. From, 20, from 23,000. And by the way, by the way, we're trying to get to 25 before kickoff, and we're on pace if we can get there by the end of this week. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get 23,000 23, by the end of the week, dude. No, let's get there today. Let's get to 23,000 right now. If we get to 23,000 by the end of the show, we'll give away a $100 Amazon gift card. And we already have given one away. We're good to our word on that. I'm telling you. I, I, I am I am telling you, let's go. Hook it up. Hit the subscribe button. But to win the tickets to see our good friends at Texas and Baylor, speaking of overrated. Yeah. Hello, Sarkville. Um, 923 in Waco, McLean Stadium. We're giving you the tickets. All you have to do is go to TridayTrading.com. Sign up for the $10 30-day trial membership. Now, that $10 is a charitable donation, so it is 100% tax deductible for you. By the way, if I said, hey, give me $10, I'll give you a pair of tickets to see Texas at Baylor, would you do it? Of course you'd do it. That's exactly the proposition we're making. Once you get into Triday Trading's 30-day trial membership, hey, at the end of that, you don't want to continue, you don't have to. No obligation, no further cost, but I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Yes. 10 bucks gets you a, a path to financial freedom, but it also gets you a pair of tickets to see Texas at Baylor. Take a screenshot that you signed up for the $10 30-day trial. Tag us on Instagram or Twitter, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, and let's do it. Tomorrow, 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern, right here live on the show, we will announce the winner. And looking at it, we're at 49 entries. Mm Mm-hmm. So you got a 1 in 49 chance right now. It's pretty good. You have a really good chance to win these tickets. Hook it up at trydaytrading.com. Let's get your comments in here. Great to see everybody. Michael Williams, who's been a member for four months, says, Hey, fellas, have a great show. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate it. Um, uh, Matt Ritson gives us $5. What's next for Stanford and Cal after getting roadblocked? She'll be coming around the Mountain West Conference. Yeah. Well, it's funny, Gloria Navarez went on radio in Boise and said that they're ready to add Oregon State and Washington State and said without saying that they've invited them and they're simply just waiting. And I, you know, I was told by a TV guy last night that the AAC is aggressively trying to add all four of those Pac-12 teams. So can you imagine Stanford and Cal being in the AAC? Bro. I, I like that would Ow. be, I, I don't know. I, that would be that would be bizarro, land. but I I ultimately think Stanford and Cal end up in the Mountain West uh, it, it, because it's only a two year run. Yeah, 
It is only a two-year run. I think their TV deal expires in 2026. That yeah, could be a smart play. So it's a short-term fix for long-term gain. Because I think at that point you're you are going to be you're going to be looking at a much different college college athletic landscape for yeah. certain. And by the way, it's only 17 million to get out, which is nothing. When you have a billion dollars sitting yeah. there, I think you're all right. Yeah, I think you're fine. Nick Kerr for two dollars. Notre Dame needs to join the ACC in all sports or hush. That tends to be the belief system in AAC country. Mm-hmm. It was a mistake to allow them to join without without the football team. Well. Now I think you, that was a mistake. Now you know that. Now yeah. you know that. Yeah, I think it was a mistake. AGM uh, gives us $2. Will universities sell their own product via streaming? This is a really interesting question. So obviously the meltdown in the Pac-12. Right. As we reported and now multiple presidents in the league have confirmed, was that the Apple deal was 100% and no... No way, no how. And this this actually warmed my bosoms when I heard this, I think it was yesterday. Because <laughs> we had reported for months and months and months, Apple will not share distribution. Yeah, Apple will not Facts. partner with Amazon or ESPN or CBS or anybody else. Yeah, Apple will say, no, they will not do it. Yeah. And what are all the presidents in the, in the now defunct Pac-12 saying? Yeah, Apple wouldn't allow us to share our, our linear rights. The, the Apple deal was dead on arrival because the old heads that run the Pac-12 were never going to go 100% streaming. Yeah. So I, I don't think that is the same thing as we don't embrace streaming. I, don't, I think those are two totally different conversations. I, I am of the belief, a hundo P, I am of the belief that, that college football clubs need to retain some of their own distribution because I think every single game it, and think about the, the team in your town, right? Think about the team in your city. If you're in Dallas, Texas, TCU should be on local TV every single week. Yeah. No question about it. I am a big believer that if you go all stream, you should absolutely have the right to have a local TV deal. Ion Scripps, great example with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Sure, Las Vegas Golden Knights are going to be on the national package on ESPN, mm-hmm. NHL Network, no doubt about that. They're going to be on Ion Scripps in Nevada, Idaho, and Utah. It's a phenomenal deal. Yeah. You look at the deal Ion Scripps did with the WNBA. Double headers on what? Friday night, I guess. Yeah. But all those are local. So if you're in Phoenix, all of our great Phoenicians, you're always getting the Phoenix Mercury games on Ion TV locally, no matter what. It's brilliant. Yes. It is the way that you operate. So I do think I, I agree with you, AJ. I think that uh, on some level, you it, you are going to have to, as a university, retain your rights and make a deal. Can you imagine Alabama not being broadcast in Tuscaloosa no. or not being broadcast across the state of Alabama? Well, and I think that's why you got to give these universities the ability to to sell more broadly. I mean, obviously they can do stadium deals and they can do yeah. you know campus deals and stuff like that. But but I really do believe that. That putting yourself in, this is why I always say the grants of rights is archaic. I mean, I mean, asking 10, 12, 20 individual businesses, essentially, to team together to allow one person who is your governing body to work with TV partners to, to make you the money. It just doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and what nobody ever talks about is, okay, so if, if, if Fox and ESPN and everyone is paying a fee, 
per school in totality to the conference. How much is Fox actually making back? What is the it's a great so, question? So if Fox pays the conference one dollar for the grant of rights, you know, and each school is getting ten cents, is Fox making two or three dollars on that whole deal? Is Fox making ten dollars on a one dollar investment? Like, like that's what I'm talking about. Nobody ever thinks about the Fox, ESPN, CBS, NBC side of it because it's just it's just not talked about. We all want to say ESPN's dying and they're some terrible company. But we never want to talk about the fact that they make a billion dollars a year on streaming. They probably make more than that on linear and, on, and all the sales they do and well, all the relationships at, they have. Dis, look what Disney announced today. Yeah. A significant increase in pricing for their streaming deals. And what happened? Their stock price shot up. Wall Street loved it. Consumers are willing to pay for streaming. Yeah. And, and if, you're, if you're telling me that a, an Oregon Duck fan... Wouldn't pay for a Big Ten streaming package? I would tell you, out your goddamn mind. And I also because they will, dude. I also think that allowing individual uh, institutions to handle their broadcasts and distribution, what does that do? Well, that puts a ton of pressure on the haves and the have-nots. Yes, it does. Right, because because I don't want to hear this garbage about how about how hey, this school just you know they're not able to recruit and they're not able to do this and do that. Okay, poor well, little fella. Well, that's the reality of the world, right? Yes, Everyone it is. wants to tell us we're the hacks on YouTube and we can't do anything. Okay, that's cool. We're happy to be that. But the reality is, we are doing stuff because we have that ability. We have that opportunity to go out and make things happen. And Florida State, apparently, in their opinion, does not, right? Like, these schools don't. Yeah. So that's the issue. Yep, I agree. Uh, let's give a couple of shout-outs. Uh, Mike Rayner, big shout-out to you. Mike gave away 10 memberships. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Strong start to the program. Let's go. 11 new members on the show already today. Hit the join button. You have two levels. $1.99 gets all of your comments highlighted. We read member comments first every day on this show. For $9.99, you get into our members-only group on Instagram. The chat is fantastic. It is just a really good group of dudes. The chats are fabulous. Hook it up, $9.99 to get into our exclusive members-only content. Um, or you can hang out at $1.99 and get all your comments read. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for the 10 people who just subscribed to the show. Thank you. Appreciate you. You guys were just 76 subscribers away from 23000 Hundred bucks if on Amazon, we'll give you a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. All you have to do is get us to twenty three thousand subs. Seventy six more by it. the end of the show. Jim, the U Dog fan, U Dub Dog fan, Big Ten is reserving a spot for Notre Dame and uh, maybe Stanford. I don't think there's any question that the moment Notre Dame bows their head, they're into the Big Ten. Yeah, there is. There's no doubt. I don't know ultimately where Stanford ends up. I think if Stanford gets into the Big Ten, you're talking about a 20-plus member Big Ten. Because I, I think they, they the Big Ten, and a lot of people around college athletics, believe that a significant shift in the build of the ACC is coming. And I find it hard to believe that you would take Stanford over North Carolina. That you would take, I mean... It, I just think that's hard to believe. You have four teams in the West now. You don't need Stanford. Yeah. You don't need Cal. I find it hard to believe I because I think it is a natural fit with Stanford into the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. They're already making money. I think they've got to focus on winning at some point. 
And if you're going to go over 20 to add Stanford, I, I, why would you do that? Yeah, it, I don't think you would. I don't think you would either. No. I really don't think you would. Matt Riley, a new member of the show. What's up, Matt Riley? Thank you for joining. I'll do it eventually. <laughs> Gives us $2. FSU brings more to the Big Ten than Nebraska did 10 years ago. Oh, do tell. Do tell, because I think they're very similar. I think I think Florida State fans, you're living in the you're living in the in the past. You, uh, I don't think you at what is Willie Taggart a guy you're hanging on to? Or, <laughs> I, 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 on. I, in all seriousness, it's been ten years. That was ten years ago. You were relevant. Yeah, Florida State football's not been relevant. You've had great players. I mean, Derwin James, Dalvin Cook, like great players. You haven't developed those guys. And Mike Norvell needs to win. And I, I just asked, we went through this yesterday. How do they win more than nine games this year? Mm-hmm. Now, if they win 11, 12 games, okay, we're having a different conversation. Because mm-hmm. they're in the college football playoff at that point. But I don't see that Florida State brings this incredible value and got to have them. And yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't see that. Tom Dean for $2. If Notre Dame and Stanford so, uh, if Notre Dame loves Stanford so much, package deal to the Big Ten. I don't think it's that Notre Dame loves Stanford. I think Notre Dame believes Stanford and Cal add value to the ACC. Their version of the ACC. Yeah. And I don't disagree with them. I don't. And frankly, but again, you know, just doing, doing a bunch of conversating with sources on these travel expenses, I, I, it really comes down to softball. It really comes down to baseball, mm-hmm. tennis, golf. Because again, swimming is already doing group meets. Every every major swimming program already travels the country to group meets. Yep. Your lacrosse and program. I don't know what field hockey. I, I I was talking about lacrosse last night with somebody. Lacrosse already travels to the northeast. Well, and I think the other point that I that I love about the whole travel thing. Is like, yeah, there's logistics with it, but we're not traveling across the country on horse and wagon here, right? Like, like let's not... I, like, I don't think it's that. I think it is the toll it takes on your athletes. And at Stanford, again, this is the biggest concern. Yeah, you're not wrong. How do you tell a kid you got to have honors classes or really high-level classes and you've got to graduate with honors and we're not going to accept you into our master's program if you don't have a 7.0 grade point average? By the way, we're going to need you to travel across the country for that baseball tournament, or we're going to need you to go on that, uh, you know, swing through the Carolinas. But I have like four quizzes and a test and a bunch of it. Yeah, just make sure that your slugging percentage stays high, champ. Mm-hmm. Okay, champ. All right, great. Thanks. All right, thanks for coming in. How do you how do you do that at Stanford? And the answer is, I don't think you do that. I don't think you do that. Well. And I think Stanford would would have gladly entered the ACC. I think if you'd invited them, they would have entered. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what the out, outcome of that would have been. I. I could. I. I am open to the idea. I am too much of an idealist. I'm open to that idea. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I. I, I think. I, I. I agree with the concept that the student athlete takes a beating. There's no doubt. I mean, you, you. It's. It's. It's vigorous. It's difficult. It's not easy. It's. It's a lot. I. I I'm it not, is a lot. I'm not disputing that the student athlete goes through a lot. Uh, what I am disputing is that 
all I ever hear about with Stanford is a billion-dollar endowment for athletics, which tells me they do. you have the money to add more structure, more support, more resources. Like, you have the ability, and this is this is kind of where, where I guess, I, I don't know if we disagree on this, but I think if you have a billion-dollar endowment for athletics that you want to ride your high horse on a little bit, I would then say, okay, if that's the case, then let's make travel a little cushier. Let's bring more support staff for academics. Let's make things possible because money makes things possible. So I don't know. Maybe that's too simple. Maybe that's too, maybe that's too straight to the point. But. I, don't know if, I, don't, I don't know if it is or not. I don't know because, again, Stanford's not talking, which they shouldn't be. And I agree. Yeah, I agree. You shouldn't be talking. And and again, I, I'm not disputing the fact that Stanford is academics first, but you do have an athletic department and it does happen to be really well run. So I just don't buy Like it's, we're not going to play this gray area with Stanford. You either have a great athletic department and it's well run, or you're going to put academics first and athletics just is what it is. And if it happens to be good, it happens to be good. Yeah. I mean, you can't have it both ways. And so I tend to think it's, hey, we put everything in our basket in academics and our athletics just happens to be well run. But that doesn't mean we're going to give, you know, an extra couple hundred mil a year to our athletic department mm. to make cushier travel and to make it easier. And yeah. like, that's the tough part for me. It is. Uh, Matt Ritson for $5 says, what Stanford have? President, bad AD, what killing school Stanford banned and tree mascots, but great Olympic sports. Wait, what did he say? So, sort of. I, I think they're talking about the band. And admission, do you guys understand that Colorado lowered their admission standards so they could hire Deion Sanders? Right. Stanford did not do that. So they lost David Shaw. Stanford is incredibly difficult to get into. So if you take the average Deion Sanders recruit, is he able to get into Stanford? No, he's probably not. He's probably not. If you take the average Dan Lanning recruited Oregon, are they able to get in the Stanford? No, they're probably not. So it's cool. You can have an edict of you got to win football games. But the overreaching edict is we need Bryce Love caliber intelligence, really good student, really smart guy who was bulletproof in high school, served his community, was in band, was in the homecoming and prom court, you know, yeah. saved old ladies from puddles crossing the street and kissed at least 740 babies. And then still pounded the A-gap. And by the way, is an honor student and took all accelerated classes. How many of those offensive tackles you think exist? Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. One? Well, then what do you say to their two deep in their three deep depth chart? Yeah. Good luck. That's what I say. So... I, I it, it is what it is, and you'll still add them to your conference in nine out of ten situations. Uh, Cyclone Steve, Clemson, Virginia, two SEC. Who else if they want twenty? Well, I mean Virginia would be a nice ad. I think the SEC would be foolish not to pick up the phone and call Bubba at North Carolina. Agreed. Because Agreed. I, you, 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 if you're going to go to the ACC, if you're going to raid the ACC, you're not going for Clemson and Virginia only. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, you're not. You're not. And Florida's never going to let Florida State into the into the SEC. And don't tell me the long-term plan for the SEC isn't to move up the eastern board there. Come on. Like, that's 
if you're the SEC, that's what you're trying to do. I, 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 I loved what Greg Sankey said on Feinbaum earlier this week, where he's talking about how they don't need to be four four time zones to be relevant. They don't need like they've already got the top brands, and I agree. So even, tell me, he wasn't taking a shot at the Big Ten. Yeah, I think he's taking a shot Ooh. at the Big Ten. I think I think by extension, he's taking a shot at uh, Florida State on some level, saying, "Hey, we don't see anybody out there that we need to chase for expansion." Not that Florida State technically is available, but you get my drift. Like they're sending a message, and and again, I'm telling you, we are in an arms race to 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 the beginning of the negotiating period for the ACC grants of rights because whoever gets, you know, UNC, Duke, Clemson. Like, whatever happens there probably defines college football for the next 10 years after and that. I'm still not convinced you're getting out of that grant of rights. I, I just, it's bulletproof. Yeah. It's bulletproof, man. You gotta, you've got to get nine members to say we want out. How are you going to do that? You can't get anybody to even take a vote last night yeah. on adding Stanford and Cal. And the only thing they agreed on was no to SMU and that Notre Dame's a bag of dicks. That's the only thing all of those ACC people agreed on. They they didn't even vote by most accounts. Yeah. That, like, what are we talking about, right? Uh, Gary Wolf for $2. Would love to see the Big 12 ACC challenge in hoops. Yeah. You and I, three. Uh, Dabo's 805 winning percentage. Clemson would go undefeated in the Big 12. Well, In God's listen. name, image, and likeness. I, I, and... You know, I'm okay with you smoking hash in the we middle of the day. We built this program on NIL. I, I'm okay with your your penchant for hallucinogens like this. We really did. I'm okay with that. When you come around, let us know, and we can have a serious conversation about how far down the run Clemson would be. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. You know, that's fine. Program. Uh, Curtis. <laughs> Gotta love Dabo, don't you? Do you think the Big 12 starts its own network? I do not. Those days are done. No, and I think and that's because Brett's just too damn good at negotiating. I mean, again, and that's the other the other thing about this this side piece conversation about side hey, piece. you know, when when is grants of rights gonna die and when are these schools gonna be able to sell their own, you know, situations, if you will. Yeah. And I think in the Big Twelve, you don't you don't want grants of rights to die because Brett Yormark is really good at negotiating. In the SEC, certainly you don't want grants of rights to die. But again, like if you're the top dogs, if you're, let's see, Ohio State, Michigan, Bama, LSU, Georgia, Clemson, like if you're these top dogs, you want to be able to sell your own stuff because you will make more and more and more and more. Yeah, totally agree. And I, I think, listen, there's no doubt in my mind that money is the root of all motivation in college sports, especially mm -hmm. with realignment. Mm -hmm. And I think you look at Florida State, I think Florida State has nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. So just chill out, relax. And if I were you, I would download the Papa Murphy's app and order that Calzone. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do Calzones. Papa Murphy's does Calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the Calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Download the Papa Murphy's Pizza app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get the official pizza of the Monty Show.
Papa Murphy's Pizza. Don't forget to add the marinara meatballs because they're amazing. Uh, just had them last week, and as usual, I mean, the best part about the marinara meatball, you can eat like three of them and then put the rest in the fridge. They're just as good, probably a little better the next day. All I have yeah, in this world dude. is my balls and my word. And I'm not passing on the marinara meatball for anyone. The Monty Show uh, is presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. Bucked Up Energy, the official energy uh, provider of the Monty Show. You see our fine display here. Yeah, it is sick. It is 3 o'clock Pacific. It is 6 o'clock Eastern. Now, I might add, we're a little late today with Bucked Up because we of are. your epic opening show rant. We are, I mean, and that was incredible. And it is a driving range night tonight, right? So I need a little extra fuel to hit them 360-yard yeah. darts. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could hit. I'm a fucking unit. I hey man, I just chat with Nathan Tracy about shooting a 68 at Mulligans last week, dude. <laughs> that was one. I didn't even play that well. I'm the real. That wasn't even one of my best rounds. I didn't feel yeah, like. Yeah, you know, it wasn't my best work. Shot a 69, you know, it is what it is. Hey, man, all I know is buckshot gets the job done. It gives you a mental lift. It gives you more energy. You just feel better. You don't, you don't get the jitters. You don't, it's not like that. Somebody was asking me the other day about one of the energy drink competitors, and they were saying that they were jittery and they couldn't get to sleep. And because all you get in a lot of these energy drinks is tons of caffeine and tons of sugar. Mm -hmm. The best part about Bucked Up, you get quality ingredients that do the job they say they're going to do. Thanks. Buck shots give you a mental lift. They make you think more clearly. They give you more energy, long-lasting, clean energy. Hook it up. BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code MONTY20. In the description below, by the way, you go get the link to get a free sampler pack sent right to your front door at buckedup.com. Hello to everybody watching the program today. Thank you for being here. Hour number two of the Monty Show. Make sure that you hit the uh, like button. Um, you know, it is, hey, look at that. Travis Hinton trying out the, trying it out, Jake. Oh, the Trade Trading? Travis Hinton Let's is go. now in the... Uh, in the Tri-Day Training Program. Dude, make that bread, bro. Make it. I'm Let's telling you, Let's go, dude. Travis Hinton. He is now entered to win uh, the tickets to see uh, Baylor at Texas on September 23rd. Uh, we are just 24 and a half hours away uh, from announcing the winner of that. Way to go, Travis. Appreciate you. Um, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Let's rock and roll. Um, please hit the like button. That absolutely helps the program grow. Uh, if you have not subscribed, please do that. We are trying to get to twying. Hello. We are trying to get to please twenty three thousand subs by the end of the show. If we get there in the next two hours, we will give away a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. We are just sixty nine, bro. Yeah, hey, bro. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, baby. Sixty nine subscribers away from twenty three thousand. Get all of that done. Uh, if you're just tuning into the show today, I don't think there's any doubt of uh, this conversation about the ACC compared to the Big 12. What's the better conference? Because um, I feel like if you read the comments section today, it's pretty split um, which way people tend to lean on this. Uh, Aaron Gillespie says, let's say no schools leave the ACC because there isn't a spot reason for any other conference to take them. What does the ACC do next? to increase their media valuation. Well, now it's time to become a Raider. 
Yeah, it is. You know, you. I think you have to go out, and I think you have to find a way to add the very best G5 schools. And the one that comes to mind, Avi, got to find a way to get UConn in the conference. Um, I think that's an absolute <laughs> perfect fit for the for the ACC. What's the matter? San Diego State fan perked up a little bit before he said UConn. Well, <laughs> but if you're not going to add Stanford and Keller, are you going to add San Diego State? No, you're not. You're not. No, you're not. UConn I, obviously makes a more sense. I just don't see value in the ACC adding West Coast teams. I don't see value in it. In a in a program that's broke like San Diego State. How do you do that? Yeah. How do you justify that? I don't think you can justify that under any circumstance. Hella Billy, welcome. He's a, he, and he's a West Virginia fan. Look at that, West Virginia fan. Welcome to the membership. Hey, Morgantown, what's up? You and Ray Anderson can hang out. Appreciate you. Mike Maples, a member for seven months on the show. Yeah. Love it. Says, afternoon, friends. Did I just read that Mason Wake is retiring? Oh, is Mason? I did not see that. Uh, is Mason Wake really retiring? That's a bummer if that happens. Um, I'd have to. Uh, I'd yes, have to see is. about that. Uh, Mason Wake is retiring. Oh, that's too bad. Um, what does it say? Why? Um, let's see. I I am bummed to hear that Mason Wake is a good football player. You know. Do you? Where nah. are you? He put out. He just put out one of a, a classic statement on his uh, on the old tweet machine here, saying it's over. Yeah, huh? saying it's over. Uh, he didn't give a specific reason why, other than uh, what a good old number thirteen. Uh, yeah, good old BYU. number thirteen. He, he he finishes the statement by saying, "What a ride it's been." With that being said, after many thoughts and prayers, I've decided to step away from football. I'm excited for what the future holds for me and for BYU football. So I don't know Mason if Wake, uh, good dude. Yeah, hope he's all right. Hope it's not. You know you. The funny thing is you're seeing all these, like, Sony Michelle in the NFL, and you're seeing all these running backs. You're seeing a lot of players retire early. Football is hell on your body, dude. Yeah, dude. Mapes, thanks for the shout-out. Dabo's 805 winning percentage. FSU football hasn't defeated Clemson since 2014. Wow. I mean, that's a bar to aspire to. Like, is that significant? I mean, nobody's knocking Clemson. I feel like Clemson's that fan base that's always fighting for respect. Yes. Yep. You know, I mean, nobody's knocking Clemson. Joseph Luarez, good to see you for $5. Why would the Pac-4 join the AAC? Seems like the travel costs would be crazy on a G5 budget. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But you look at what Kirk Schultz at Washington State said, we're not going to cut sports or lower our budget. <coughs> we're going to have to find outside <coughs> funding for sports. So and maybe that's a thing, a la SMU. They need to join the Mountain West. Yeah. Stanford and Cal, it sucks. Oregon State and Washington State, join the Mountain West. Gloria Navarez is thirsty, and she is begging you. Yeah. Go get it. Go I join the conference. That's the right place for you. FDJR for $5. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, SC Scout Guy says, thank God South Carolina joined the SEC in 92. Seriously. The money that they've made. Uh, Expedition Greg for $5. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Texas A&M at the first ob uh, objected about Texas getting into the SEC? They did. But it's not the blood sport that Florida, Florida State is. Mm -hmm. Florida will never acquiesce on that. And Florida, I think I wouldn't want Florida State in my conference either. Yeah, I, I would not. Flo the problem is, and, and again, I almost feel bad saying this, but Florida State, 
You just don't want to hang around them. Yeah. That's the dude at the party that is just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. He's the golfer that's always in a bad mood, throwing his clubs, cursing, dropping massively loud F-bombs on tee boxes. Like, <laughs> you, you know. <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> the point is, Florida State's not the one you want in your foursome. No. They're not. They're just not fun to be around. No. Aim for the bushes. Okay. <laughs> Gives us $5. ACC with Stanford, Cal, SMU would be equal to the Big 12 long term. <laughs> That's a parody of Cal, right? I so, mean, it is called aim for the bushes. Like, So you're saying that the and – and, and I'm open to this. You're saying if the ACC added Stanford, Cal, and SMU, that would somehow level them up to where the Big 12 is. Bro, what are you talking about, man? I think Stanford, or I think Cal and SMU are a decade away from being competitive. Competitive. Mm -hmm. At a Big 12 level. Just competitive. Now, in the ACC, you have some lower-level football stuff. Okay, great. You hired Mark Matson at Cal. Okay, basketball is going to be better. SMU is a decade away in both. Stanford has shown no appetite to win games on the field or the floor. So, in, in what on what level are they close? Yeah, they're not. The AEC would be Smarties Conference, and the Big Twelve would be Dumb Dumb Conference. I mean, hey, I okay. If that's what you look cool, man. You know, cool. uh, Chad Timken. Hey, Chad, Chad what's up? Becomes a member of the show. Yeah, let's do some Timkening. Let's go, boys. Have you hit the like button? Have you, have we, how close are we? 932 now. Okay. We are just 60. See, you guys are subscribing to the show. 68 more subscribers. Go, we give baby. away a $100 Amazon gift card. Let's go. Let's get it done. Make sure you hit the like button. We're at uh, 6,000 views today. We're only at 264 likes. Uh, let's see. Hellbilly says, no worries, Jake. Morgantown will welcome Ray with open arms. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Maury Alvarez, our favorite Floridian. I did a Walmart pickup order with bucked up as part of the order and almost cried when I got home and saw they had replaced it with Nas. Oh, <gasps> what? No. What? Maury, did you go back? You better have gone back. Did dude. you go back? Maury? garbage. Wow. I'm not a, with all due respect to Nas, I'm just not, I'm a, I'm a bucked up drinker. Yeah, dude, bucked up's just better. Dude. Yeah, it's all I drink. I love bucked up. I love yeah. bucked up Miami, you know, mango tango. I love it. I am, I, yeah, that would be criminal. Yeah. That would be absolutely criminal. Anthony Zappin for $5 says, before John Skipper left ESPN, he wanted the ACC to add rice for Texas cable carriage fees. Surprised, SMU got flatly rejected with ACC network and fees. But but again, remember the business model at ESPN is completely different. Yeah, Jimmy Pataro, who runs the ship now, is all about going direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. So they know if you look at the cord cutting that's happening in this country. By the way, uh, how are we getting TV these days, Jake? I'm a man! Yeah, cut the cord yesterday. You actually cut direct TV. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yep. What was your because I did it two weeks ago and yeah. I had emotions surrounding it. Yeah, no, I and mean, it cost me a G buying a new TV. Yeah, but you needed a new TV, right? Like, I mean, you were, you know, technology wise, it was falling behind. It was falling behind. Uh, no, I mean, I just 
I was just like, all right, well, I mean, now that I can get, because you know, with YouTube TV, you can work in the the league pass. They yeah. work it. They 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 fuse it together essentially. Yes. And we already have in our in our business, we already have the MLB package, which I have hooked up at home. So I already have MLB. I've got or I've got NBA. Uh, got football. Like we're good. We're good to go. And and I think that, you know, the the. Uh, I guess for me, like in my setup, because I don't have a house. I live in an apartment. Right. And and so for me, like I had old DirecTV equipment. I didn't have the new stuff. I didn't have like really nice Lambo, 4K, rocket 4K, ship. you know, like DirecTV receiver that actually worked. I mean, you're talking about a receiver that took probably... 10, 12 seconds every time you want to do one thing to do something. Yeah. And and the problem was, not that you guys care about this, but the issue there is you when you live in when you live in an apartment or a multifamily dwelling, um, <laughs> the issue is is you don't work with DirecTV directly. No. DirecTV gives you a third party to work with for your apartment complex. And so I just got I just felt like the whole time I was just getting crap service. Like, it was hey, a pain in the yeah, ass. Yeah, like crappy, crappy equipment, crappy service, pain in the ass, remote sucked. Like the best part of my setup is the TV and the sound bar that I bought. Like that's the best part. <laughs> but remember like, the and not that not to belabor this and, and we'll be quick, but remember the process. So Jake Jake moves into a new condo <clears throat> in the height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. He's got this beautiful empty condo. The coronavirus. He goes to the 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 furniture store here in town, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, we don't have any stock. We'll uh, see what we can do. Maybe six, eight, ten weeks." And so, of course, what do I do? Me being a savage about it, I get the GM's direct number. I'm like, "Dude, this isn't gonna fly. Like, I just moved in. Like, I'm not gonna sit here for ten weeks with my TV on the ground. That's not gonna work." How'd that work out for you? And so then I ended up waiting a month to get an entertainment center that came with a broken drawer and had to put the drawer back together. Like, it just, the whole thing, you know. To this day, do, yeah. you, own, do you own a couch? Uh, no, I don't own a couch. <laughs> I own a recliner and a chair and a half, which I might add has been a nice hack. So, you know, it just. And you wonder why you are unsexed. It's amazing. That's not true. Amazing. That's not, not true. That I'm unsexed. Well, you know, you said it. So not me. I said, yeah. You just said that you're unsexed, not me. Uh -huh. Um. Anyway, so the point is, yeah, you so, cut yeah, the cord. I cut the cord, and I have YouTube TV now, and we're good. I'm happy with it. How many people have you guys cut the cord? Like, how do you guys watch TV? Because I think this ESPN gambling thing. Have you guys heard about this? The ESPN and Penn Entertainment. So here's a couple of conversations I want to have inside of this one. Do you guys watch Barstool or do you, I say watch. I have no idea what Barstool does other than some golf stuff of theirs that I consume. But do you guys watch, listen to Barstool podcasts or shows? Like Barstool and Penn Entertainment had a licensing agreement that paid Barstool, I think over the term of they were in a relationship, $500 million. Mm-hmm. It did not work. It was an abject failure for for betting. Right. It was terrible. Fox had Fox Bet. Abject failure. So Penn Entertainment leaves Barstool and sells Barstool back to Dave Portnoy for $1. For $1. Dave Portnoy owns Barstool, lock, stock, and barrel all together again. I've never 
watched or listened to their stuff. Well, and I think what's interesting about Barstool is they have a lot of stuff out there that you don't know is operated by Barstool. Correct. Because they know that, I guess, and again, this is just, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know, but I was under the impression because they did that that maybe they had some Dave, image Dave, issues or whatever. Dave Portnoy I, is, without question, what's the nicest way to say it? Controversial? Sure. He has had some issues with women. He, like... Dave Portnoy is a, is not real popular amongst several corners of the universe. Right. But I don't I, I don't think like their golf stuff, you wouldn't know it's Barstool unless you knew it was Barstool. Right. So I agree with you. And I do think some of it is that they had image issues and their partners, they were struggling. And Barstool claims that they wanted out of the pen deal because they couldn't say certain things. Because they had a sports book which made them regulated. Right. Now you flip the coin on that, Penn sells back to Barstool, and now ESPN is going to have ESPN branded sports books around the country run right. by Penn Entertainment. Now ESPN, for their part, is not totally said how they're going to do that. One of the rumors out there that I've heard repeatedly is no ESPN talent or employee, period, and that includes Disney will be able to bet on sports, which having worked there, good luck with that because I know that sports betting, fantasy sports, like prop picks, all that stuff is massive inside the walls at ESPN. Mm -hmm. It is pervasive. I know, that's well, I mean, factual. It's much, like, it's much like anything. I mean, if you look at any company, right? Hey, the company is going to stipulate to you as as a term of, the, of your employment agreement yes. with them. Hey, you can't like at ESPN. You can't gamble, right? Because we have ESPN back conflict of interest. Okay, totally. Get They're the going to make you sign an agreement as part of your employment that says you will not gamble. But you're still going to gamble. You're still going to speed. You're still going to, yeah. you know, you're still going to do all this stuff. And it's just about who who gets the ticket. Ultimately, that's how the world works. Yeah. Um, let's see. Don Juan says I haven't had cable or satellite for years. Sid Irish says Portnoy annoys me. Jackson Graham says, I have Xfinity now. Uh, Philip Dolan says, Jake loves pocket pool. Okay. Okay. Um, I think this right here is very interesting. Because ESPN, I, I think it's, unless they do a Comcast NBC deal, is not always going to be available on cable systems. Why, uh, Jackson, what made you go with Xfinity? What's the... Why is that the choice? I gotta believe it's internet. I would guess, but right? I, that's why I'm asking. I ha I have you've I mean, got a guess. bundle of some kind. Yeah, I would guess, but I'm that's what I would guess. I I would think so. Mike Rayner says I love Barstool. Uh, the Tater Man says ESPN bet is about to explode and make ESPN more money than they they make anywhere else combined. We'll see. We'll see. I I don't know. Uh, Adam Salamini, doesn't Barstool just rate pizza joints? I don't know. I could not tell you. Could not tell you. J-Rod for $5. Watched a video from Utah football fans, and they said that Arizona State is referred to as Anus U. Since you guys live in Utah, can you confirm this? I cannot. I cannot. Never heard I that cannot. term before. Literally, I, I've never heard anyone say that. Yeah, I could not at all. Um, too much gravy for my biscuits. Barstool... Is cat and some guy. Cat yeah. and some okay. Okay. Carlos Knuckles says I left cable twelve years ago. Cut the cut the cable. Okay. 
I left 12 days ago, I think. And it's it's been interesting. Have you enjoyed sure. your new TV? Because that's that for you, that was the other part of it, is getting an Amazon Fire TV. Uh, the Amazon Fire TV, 75 inches for 1000 bucks, worth every penny. Yeah. Like having voice command through Alexa and yeah. that that makes a difference. Absolutely, it makes a difference. She does some annoying shit I don't like, but I got to learn to program it. Yeah, that's all Mrs. Monty's area. Yeah, like anything Alexa and programming lights or locks or any of that stuff, TVs, yeah, reminders, notifications. That's all Mrs. Monty. She's yeah. phenomenal at it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, too much gravy says cable not needed for internet. No, it's not. But you can go just to Xfinity and get internet. But a lot of people bundle their cable and their internet together because it saves them money. So, you know. Uh, Dabo's 805 winning percentage says Arizona State equals smoking hot co-eds. <laughs> Jake does not disagree with that at all. He's been on Mill Avenue. Uh, Mike Rayner says, uh, that's all woke BS on Dave. Well, the lawsuits are not woke BS, and woke is such a dumb word. Please eliminate that from your Monty Show vernacular. Yeah. Uh, it's not woke BS from Dave. It, there's, there's some reality there. So, you know. I, I don't know. I think Barstool is a brand, and I don't know the brand. I don't know Dave Portnoy personally. Barstool is one of the few media companies I've never worked with around or for. So I... Can't tell you much about them, but I think this ESPN deal yeah. is, <laughs> I think it's really interesting because does it work? Will you go to a sports book because it's ESPN branded? Because ESPN won't, won't run them. But the real question is, do you trust ESPN to be like, oh yeah, we're going to give you breaking news from our insider that's accurate because we're regulated by the gambling industry? Because that's what the real next question is. You remember, you remember there were issues around the NBA draft. Yes, where the draft picks were wrong and people bet on those. Yes, because insiders had breaking news and yeah. What if that happens with Adam Schefter or Woj or? Well, and I think Schefter is a good example because of the emails that had come out in his little scandal. It it just kind of sheds light on how much these particular individuals talk to people in the industry, whether that's head coaches in the given sport or players or who, who agents, whoever it may be like, yeah. again, I mean, it's this, it's this whole idea of like, you know, Bobby Robbins being on the board for the PAC 12, you get all the information. So with ESPN and gambling, you know, if Woj tweets something, uh, that's going to shift a line before a game. So at a minimum, if it, just in my opinion, I, I don't know that I could bet on, on ESPN's lines without checking you know, Vegas Insider or Super West Sports or like other people who who tell you like, hey, these are the lines, these are what the hotels and the casinos and all the yeah. boys in Vegas and like you like I always do that. Like we have NFL tonight, right? Like looking at looking at lines and things like that. Like I can tell you, I know where to get. I know the website to go and get all the lines that are available from every provider. Yep. And that and that's what I think ESPN's gonna have to fight for inside of this conversation is respect i mean again if you're if you're saying that 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 patty mahomes you know is going for 40 and it's some ridiculous you know over under number like i i i just don't think people are going to respect you but i i i think that if they can just 
fall in line and provide reasonable lines, mm. people will jump on. But I, I, I don't know. It remains to be seen. I mean, clearly, it needs to be said that ESPN would not be interested in doing this if they didn't think they could make a ton of money. How much it. do you guys bet? Like, how much? Like, real quick poll in the in the comments. How much do you guys bet? How much do you? How much do you guys play daily fantasy? How much do you guys bet on games? How much do you guys bet on golf matches? Do you put some? Do you put some heat on when you're playing golf with your buddies? Mm-hmm. Like, because we're gonna in about an hour from now, we're gonna talk about Phil Mickelson and the Phil Mickelson story is wild. But how much are you guys into that world? Uh, Russell Shipley says reality is woke is what broke the pack. It's not reality. Joseph says woke means borderline personality disorder. Well, apparently. Mark 324, using woke will gain an eye roll from anyone 40 years or older, especially when people use it don't understand what it means. Like, why do we have to use it at all? Why? There's nothing that was woke about the Pac-12 collapsing. That, that woke in what happened in the Pac-12, that's the stupidest use of that word. It clearly means you don't understand it. That clearly. That or you have no idea what happened in the Pac-12. But it's a, it's a word that I think is just, it, there's no reason to use it. Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is a term that, that I think 9 out of 10 people don't understand. And applying it with all due respect to the Pac-12 is, tells me, tell me without telling me you don't know what woke means. Well, woke is what brought down the Pac-12. Exactly. Perfect example. Mike Smith, I don't get the idea of cutting the cord and then using YouTube TV or Philo or Hulu TV. It's way easier and it's way cheaper. I was paying 300 bucks a month for DirecTV, man. And I don't need to do that. And I get all the same programming for more than, less than half of that. I think I'm about 100 bucks on YouTube TV. Yeah. It, the only thing that bothers me is I have to hop around to different apps. Trying to watch the Cubs game last night. They're, and you got, it's over for the Cubs. Thankfully, Drew Smiley's in the bullpen now, but whatever. Um, I had to go to the MLB app away from YouTube TV, and I got to tell, hey, Alexa, turn on YouTube TV. Or, hey, turn on the MLB app. Like, I have to, like, flip between apps. I have to, my wife wants to watch, uh, you know, Hard Knocks last night, so I got to go to HBO Max. Like, that's what's a pain in my ass. I don't, I don't love that at all. In, in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't love that at all. Uh, Rafe Hughes says 69. Okay. Okay. We are just, well, actually we're just 61. Let's go baby. Subscribers away from 23,000 now get to 23,000 in 90 minutes from right now. We'll give away a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Rhett Williams. What's up, Rhett? Good to see you every day, Monty. Appreciate you, dude. That's great. I I am. We're going to have, and Rhett knows we're going to have a huge, a huge thing coming out. Yep. I'm really excited about it. Dabo's 805 winning percentage. San Diego State was calling Brett Yormark so often asking about their pro rata that the Big 12 offices had to block all San Diego State numbers. You know what the sad thing is? They never were calling Brett Yormark. They were calling George Klyovkov. Hey, man, you got that pro rata we deserve yet? That's the sad thing. That is the sad thing. That's like unbelievable. Yeah. Kaufman says zero. Does that mean you never bet? Uh, Tom Dean says NCAA tournament poll. Well, I think everyone has some 
has some skin in the game on the tournament. I mean, that's hard not to. Gumby says 69. What did I miss? What is 69 We made a about? 69 reference in terms of subs. Okay. Yeah, we were. Okay. Yeah. We Man, I, I'm stoked that we're almost at 23,000. We're now 30 or uh, 58 away. 58. GTI Brandon says $50. American Hero says zero. Delaric says 20 to $100 a year. $20 a day, Spangler says. Really? Damn. $20 a day. Uh, Garrison says, I don't bet. Uh, Sid Irish says, no politics, please. Amen to that. Uh, Rhett Williams says, prop picks every day. I'm telling prop picks is so underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ritson says, $5. Okay. Uh, you know, Giggity says, Utahns aren't betting anything. Prop picks is legal in Utah. Yeah. Prop picks is absolutely legal in Utah. Uh, James says, $100 a week during NFL season. God, so many people do that. Yeah. NFL. You know only. what bothers me too? Like not not about gambling, just for me personally. Like I used to play a bunch of fantasy and like I used to have, you know, we used to do all that for NFL. And fantasy just ruined it for me. Not that fantasy is gambling technically, but like, you know, like when you have a fantasy league and you've got money on the line and stuff, like it just ruined the NFL for me to the point where I didn't even want to watch. I was like, all right, cool. Lineup set. Let's let's go for a hike, honey. Let's not watch. Let's just Check it out on the phone. Like, it just ruins it, dude. Yep. Jackson Graham says, I don't bet at all right now. Usually, I just bet on fantasy football, like 20 bucks on that. I do a board uh, for Super Bowl scores. I like it. I like it. Uh, Talking with Raphael Podcast on PBS. Uh, Says, I talk a lot about betting, but I don't bet because I don't have a casino near me. Hey, you got a cell phone, bro? Yeah, prop picks, dude. Uh, LB Seminole, uh, I never bet. The eye patch has $1,000 on the Bills winning the Super Bowl last season. Oof. How do you bet against Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, dude, that's that's, that's tough, bro. Maury Alvarez, apparently Walmart just thinks I need them because they subbed it but doesn't remove it when my wife rejected the sub. <laughs> that's brutal. Brutal. Rowdy Runner says uh, average $10 a bet. Well, I'm good with that. I don't, I, You know what? I don't judge people. I don't. I don't judge people for what they bet. Yeah, I mean, it's your call. I mean, I, I, I can tell you this. I loved betting uh, ribeyes. I loved betting like yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, see, like I like that. Like that was fun. But this Phil Mickelson story, have you guys heard the Phil Mickelson story? I'll do it right now because I saw a couple of people asking about it. Phil Mickelson has bet more than a billion dollars in his life. Dude. I said a billion. Can you imagine having the bandwidth to do that? There's a new book out. Um from a guy named Billy Water Walters. Hey, Bill. And it's inside Phil Mickelson's gambling escapade. Now, let me set this up a little bit. Billy Walters and Phil Mickelson were never really friends. They were associates. They met on a golf course. They bet some holes. They became gambling partners because Phil wasn't allowed to gamble in a lot of places. And so Billy wasn't allowed to gamble in some places. And so they partnered up and one thing led to another. They went their separate ways. There was some litigation stuff and Billy Walter says the only reason he's writing this book, or at least this is what I read into it. The only reason Billy Walters wrote this book is because Billy Walters went to jail for insider trading. While he was in jail, Billy Walter's daughter committed suicide. And Billy Walter said in this uh, book that, hey, if I hadn't gone to jail, I think she'd still be alive. 
Think about the power of that. Why did Billy Walters go to jail? Phil Mickelson was interviewed by the FBI about insider trading related to Billy Walters, mm-hmm. according to this information on this on this Fire Pit Collective article yeah. that Billy wrote himself. All Phil Mickelson had to do was say, no, he didn't tell me anything about insider trading. Billy Walters doesn't go to jail. Phil Mickelson wouldn't do that. He said, I'm not going to answer the question. Um, so the FBI pushed and Billy Walters went to jail. And I think that's why this book has been written. Yeah. But the book is now written. And it is salacious. They used to bet $10,000 a hole on um, golf um, when they would play together. Um, they partnered together because with Phil's bookmakers, Billy Walters was limited to $20,000 a game on college, 50000 on pros. Phil's limit was $400,000 on uh, college football per game <coughs> and $400,000 on the NFL. Dude. They would place these bets. Phil would put up half. Walters would put up half. They'd split the winnings down the middle. Phil was worth an estimated $250 million during their betting time. He was raking in at the time $50 million a year in endorsements alone. Here are, here are the numbers on what Phil bet. Um, Phil bet $20,000 a game on long shot five-team NBA parlays. He would wager $100,000 or $200,000 a game on football, basketball, and baseball. And at the 2012 Ryder Cup yeah. in Chicago, yeah. Phil Mickelson calls Billy Walters. And he's like, bro, we're going to kick the crap out of Europe. (laughs) Bet $400,000 on Team USA to win. Billy Walters said to him, dude, do you want to be Pete Rose? I'm not going to do this bet for you. No. I am not going to do it. And Billy Walters says, I am not going to put you in that position. I'm not doing this. And Phil Mickelson got upset about it. And... Wouldn't you know, uh, trailing by 10, trailing 10 to 6 going into the final day of singles matches, the Europeans pulled off the greatest comeback in Ryder Cup history. They won eight matches and tied one to beat the Americans by a single point, 14 and a half to 13 and a half. And why did the Europeans win? Because Justin Rose beat Phil Mickelson on Sunday. Now, if Walters admits he doesn't know if Phil was able to place that bet somewhere else. But that fractured their relationship. Here are some more numbers. On 858 occasions, Phil Mickelson bet $220,000 Jesus, to win $200,000. That's uh, $311 million. You're, you're, you're a degenerate. If you're, if you're betting more... To win less, that's not a good bet. Uh, in 2011 alone, he made 3,154 bets on average, nine bets per day, Phil Mickelson. On one day in 2011, June 22nd, 2011, 
Phil Mickelson made 43 bets on Major League Baseball, and he lost that day $143,500. This is a code 10 abort. He made a staggering 7,065 wagers on football, basketball, and baseball. Phil's gambling losses approached not $40 million as had been previously reported. During their relationship, Phil Mickelson and Billy Walters, Phil Mickelson lost $100 million. Ow! That's insanity. That's insanity. And he's doing this because Phil would not say, I did not get insider trading from this dude. Phil Mickelson has bet over a billion dollars in his life. Yeah. And he's lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, dude, it's rough. And and so, of course, what is this going to take me to? Uh, Phil Mickelson took the blood money from the Saudis because he's broke. And there was this story that Jake reminded me of in our meeting today. Well, remember all those rumors that Phil had to sell his private jet because he was broke? (coughs) Why was he pushing so hard for bigger money purses in the PGA Tour? Why was he the first and one of the quickest people to sign on to the Saudi Tour? Mm. Because he needed the money. He needed the money. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah, dude. It is really, really, really sad. It speaks to the dangers, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying that hundred you know, million dollars daily fantasy is what we're talking about here. I mean, this, we're talking about Man. this guy gambling massive amounts of money. And, and, and I just think it's Ugh. it's one of these deals where it's yet another addiction bringing a dude down. Can you imagine placing 43 bets in a day and losing one hundred and forty three thousand five hundred dollars? It's an R. In one day. And I don't know, do you have the money at that point? Probably. But you're placing $400,000 bets on college football games. You're betting four hundred grand on 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. It's brutal. Good God, bro. It's. I mean, that's why like I say how? It's, it's absolutely an addiction. There's just no, it just is what it is. Oh, I mean, that's, man. That's Phil being addicted. Brandon Butler, I guess Phil didn't have the option to play for the White Sox. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, poor Phil, like poor as in broke ass Phil. Yeah. Uh, the Todd Father, what's up, Todd Father? Uh, he would have uh, broke even if he didn't live in California all those years. Facts, yeah, seriously, man, with all that money. Mm-hmm. Cougar Tracks, playing master of the obvious. Mickelson has a gambling addiction. Are you sure? <laughs> that's unbelievable yeah that's unbelievable uh ar uh aar a hundred million dollars phil mickelson wow like yeah yeah dude. man like that's, that's i don't how, care that's who how you are good at golf you are dude i don't care who you are but yes bryce martin is there going to be a finer suspension for from this for phil how do you not if you are the pga tour now you know investigate it, and if he wants to come back, if this Saudi merger ever happens, which it seems like is in doubt, yeah, you can't have Phil Mickelson back on the PGA Tour. No, you cannot. I, nope. I, I mean, I, I'm being serious. You can't do that. Nope. DCB says uh, $100 million here, $100 million there. Pretty soon you're, yeah, you're out of money. You're, you're out of money. Uh, it, it's crazy yes. to me. 
Uh, Mike Smith says, sounds like Phil paid a few bookies to send their kids to college. But that's the thing. Uh, and we were talking about this in our group chat today. You, Phil Mickelson was gambling likely, and I say this is just my opinion, he was placing bets illegally. Do you know the tax implications? Do you know the trouble he is going to be in if the IRS or the FBI or any of the regulatory bodies in this country decide to read this book and investigate the allegations Dude. they're in? Dude. Because if he's putting bets off, uh, offshore and if he's betting illegal, like, dude, did you report your gambling winnings? I'm going to guess those aren't on the W-2, are no. they? No. I'm going to guess those aren't on the I-9. I'm going to guess that your taxes don't show that. Yeah. Like, he could be in a lot of trouble here. Yeah. And remember the guy who would be the star witness is the dude you sent to prison and his daughter killed herself while he was in prison. And all you had to do was publicly say, no, he didn't give me any inside information. But you wouldn't do that. It is. This makes Phil Mickelson look like a really bad person. Yeah, dude. That's yeah, what it, this it does. makes him look like a front runner in the golf I mean, community and a back runner in, in behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly right. Gamblers are usually broke. That's exactly right. I, and yeah, DCB, I'd hate to be Mickelson's accountant, dude. I, I just—it's crazy to me. It's crazy how much money. Can you guys imagine having That's that much money? That's my thing, dude. Like, uh, it's—it literally speaks to how damn good he is at golf. I mean, you understand dude. that, dude? Like. If you're able to bet over a billion dollars, do you understand Wild. just how good you got to be at hitting a golf ball? Like, it's not good enough to finish 50th anymore. Like, you better be can you top imagine, 10 every week. Can you imagine the cuts he missed and how much frustration and pressure he must have felt? Man. If you're allegedly selling a jet because you're broke... If you're... And then you're denying it and you've denied it all these years and now all of a sudden... Yeah. And now he says he doesn't bet at all, which I just don't believe. I don't believe that for a second. I mean, this is a wild story. Well, there's no doubt he he still bets. I mean, there was that video of him and Bryson standing on the tee box talking about betting a G for the round. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt the guy still gambles. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. There is no doubt about it. And then Bryson DeChambeau goes out and shoots a 58. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you can't win for nothing. No. I mean, you, no. It, you should just... But it's an addiction. Do you know how difficult it is to stop gambling once you become a gambling addict? Yeah, it's not easy. It is very difficult. Yeah. Uh, Phil has that tiger money, it's fair, says used to. The bookie's got that tiger money now. Mike Smith, when I played parlay cards in my area, it was not a situation you paid taxes on. I know nothing about that, sir. Nothing about that. Nothing. Spangler. Yeah, that's how they used to bust a lot of organized crime. Even though it's illegal, you still have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, man. Isn't that a crazy concept? How do, but like how do you report it? Dude, you're handling money illegally. The IRS doesn't care. No, if it it's does illegal. Not care. They don't no. care. They're saying, hey, if it's income, it's income is income. But I reported Which is wild. We're here to arrest you for illegal gambling, but I reported it on my taxes. Yeah, but it's still illegal. Oh, what are you talking about, man? By the way, you guys, we're just 54 subscribers away from 23,000. There's 1,932 people watching the show. You guys, A, hit the like button, please. B, if you are not subscribed to the show, please hit the subscribe button. We are trying to get to 23,000 by the end of the show. We appreciate you. Um, 
Tom Dean, doesn't Charles Barkley bet tons of money too? That's the rumor. Allegedly. That's the rumor. The eye patch says breaking news, FBI secure warrant on Phil Mickelson thanks to the Monty show. The Monty show. Monty. Monty got him. Right? Uh, Raider Mark, Phil probably did not turn down an endorsement. Not a single one. No. Not a single one. Matt Riley, Mickelson's account was also his bookies. He got 10 free bets for doing the package service. (laughs) Right? But guys, he's betting $400,000 per college game. They they knew they were winning. Those guys knew. Those offshore dudes knew who he was. They knew he had the bread, and they were happy to take his money. Yeah, they were happy to take his money. Yes, that's why. Hey, man, I do, if do it legally. Don't, like this stuff where you're calling a buddy of yours who's in the sports book in Cincinnati. You're dumb for this. Yes, you are dumb for this, man. Brandon Butler should have been a golfer so I could make bets behind the Perkins, dude. You're not even kidding. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's not a matter of if these guys bet or how much. Like, dude, they bet. They bet ridiculous amounts, and it just is what it is. That's why I'm hoping you lose your unsexed version of yourself so you have a kid and we can make him a golfer. Hey, I'm trying, dude. You know. I'm trying, man. Okay. <coughs> uh, never mind. Uh, Tom Dean, did Phil bet that San Diego State was going to get the pro rata they deserve? I believe he did. <laughs> he also bet Notre Dame football to uh, the swack. Yeah. As I understand it. Bryce Martin, are you thinking a, a full-year suspension? Um, I don't know, man. I, I think the whole merger thing's got to get worked out first. You can never bet on your own performance. No. And, like, you, it's what the NFL says. You should not be betting, period. No. You should not be betting, period. Can't do that. Can't do it. Ron Nolan. Can't do it. Tom Dean, you're writing on my uh, woke joke, Goofy. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Chase Everett, Mickelson makes Barkley look like a non-better. Yeah, he Seriously. makes everybody look like it. Willie Wilson says, forget the IRS. Phil's wife will have first dibs. Whew. I hope he's not gambling anymore. I hope that he got help. I mean, God, he's bet over a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, I, got, I think he has kids. I think. Like, I mean, he seems to be doing okay. Yeah. Boss Frog, hang on, Monty. You can deduct gambling losses. Oh, can you really? I did not know you could deduct gambling losses. But if they're offshore, can you deduct your losses that didn't happen? If you go to Vegas and gamble, um, you can deduct. Um, um, $400,000 per game. I, I don't even know how you do that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, addicts are always addicts. Bryce Martin, are you thinking a full-year, multi-year suspension? Also, if he broke... Uh, if he's broken, they suspend him. He's screwed. He'll just dive back into it. Well, I mean, I have to think that on some level, I don't know if they can punish him or not. I I don't know. I I don't know. I I really honestly I don't. Yeah. I have no idea. That's the point. You can't win. You can never win. No. You can never win. Ever. But that's the sickness. Everyone thinks they can. Tiger bets on women. Too much gravy. Says well, he you bet know, him. he won, dude. He won. Uh, Gumby says, by the way, uh, Cougar Track says he must have won a lot of the bets to be able to bet a billion dollars. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't lose all of his bets, but his losses are over. I mean, according to this Billy Walters guy, I mean, his losses were significant. Yeah. Like when you're betting 10 grand a hole playing golf, 
Oh. Uh, you could lose $180,000. Yeah. And you're Phil Mickelson, so you probably won't. But Phil's, I mean, you're betting 400 grand a college football game offshore. Dude. Had a $100,000 limit on college over under bets at each sports book. You're betting 100 grand over unders? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I can't hit over unders on the regular just for free on this show. <laughs> I'm, how, how is that possible? Anytime our, our winning or losses reach $3 million, we would settle up. In truth, I was no more worried about Phil paying his $3 million than an average person owing me 1000 bucks. Dude. If you, like, can you imagine that, dude? You owe Buddy no. $3 million. You owe an offshore sports book millions of dollars. Bro. Hell no. Hell no. There's no chance. Hey, he says, my partnership with Phil ended in the spring of 2014. I learned a lot more about his sports gambling for two from two very reliable sources. Yeah. It was nothing for Phil to bet $20,000 a game on five-team long-shot parlays. a hundred dollars to $200,000 a game on football, basketball, and baseball. Damn. I, it, he wagered saying, a total of more than a billion dollars. I can't even I, I can't even imagine it. That's I, an addiction. It's a sickness. I, at that I point. just don't know. And that's why when we talk about the when we talk about this thing on ESPN. Yeah, another great example. How many people at ESPN are going to use ESPN bet? None. I don't think you can do that. Wow. I really don't think you can do that. Bryce Martin says two bets and this guy loses losses are in the millions. They're in the millions. And I don't know that he cares. Uh, Stan, it's totally an addiction. I have family members that have fallen victim to the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Man. Uh, Ron Nolan, a couple of years ago, a buddy of mine won 65K in, in Wendover. It took him 80, and it took him 85 grand to do it. That's the hard part. You're losing no matter what. When you're betting at that level, dude, me taking a $100 bill and playing blackjack in Vegas is not, Phil Mickelson would, doesn't even care about that. Yeah. He's not going to do that. He wants to probably play a hundred dollars a hand. Yeah, it's not enough of a thrill. You think that's what it is? You think it's the yeah, thrill of it? Yeah, that's why people get addicted to it. A, yeah. they, if they need the adrenaline, but B, they're like, oh yeah, I'll make it up next hand. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Yeah, I I don't know. Hey, shout out to Mike Rayner who gifted twenty more memberships. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Mike Rayner. Appreciate you. Uh, for doing that. Thank you very much. Um, again, you guys hit the like button. Where are we at right on, on subscribers? We're at 950 now. 22, nine, we're just 50 away from 23,000. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's reset the show real quick because um, I think this ACC versus Big 12 conversation is really important. This Florida State story, and I don't know how many people, uh, I don't know how many people have paid attention um, to this whole thing, but it would appear that the ACC is really divided and it would appear that Florida state is still looking for a way out. And my question is if Florida state wants a way out, where do they go? Cause Florida state's not getting into the sec with Florida being there. And Florida state is absolutely not a fit in the big 10. Because academically, they're substandard. And they haven't been relevant in football for 10 years. So where does Florida State go? That leaves them with one real option. 
the Big 12. And every Florida State and ACC fan is saying, well, the ACC is bigger than the Big 12, better. Better football, better bat. No. I totally disagree. Let's hash it out. Let's have the conversation. The ACC versus the Big 12, which side of the line are you on? Because the latest update is, is that the ACC could not even table a vote last night in their meeting on expansion because Notre Dame apparently has just been so hard-charging on adding Stanford and Cal to the ACC to the point where it really frustrated a lot of people. And the word that I've heard repeatedly about Notre Dame is resentment, Mm -hmm. that a lot of the members of the ACC resent Notre Dame for being one foot in the conference and one foot out of the conference because their football is an independent. They're double-dipping. They're getting fees from the ACC for everything non-football, and they're getting fees from NBC for their football coverage. So the question is, is the ACC going to melt down? And if Florida State actually leaves this conference, Jake, where do you think they go? Yeah, I mean, I I think if they actually leave the conference, I have to think that, you know, the first choice obviously would be the SEC, but I don't know if the SEC wants them, and and I don't think they're a Big Ten team. So I think it's the Big 12 or the SEC, and I, I would be inclined to say the SEC just because I think the Big 12 isn't particularly interested in a Florida State team. I, I, I just don't – that doesn't seem like a great fit to me, but I could be wrong. So to me, I think Florida State and the SEC would probably be – you know, the the marriage that ends up getting consummated. But I, I look at it and I just say they're going to go where opportunity leads them. I mean, if if Greg Sankey came out tomorrow and said we're not we're never interested in S or in FSU, Florida State, uh, then that leaves them really with one choice because I don't think the Big Ten wants them either. So I think the Big 12 for them is by far the the, the most realistic option. But I, I think this this balance between what the SEC wants and what the SEC's game plan is largely impacts a school like Florida State. Because if, if the SEC is just sitting here waiting for the ACC grant of rights to expire, then that's a whole different conversation. Because I have to think Florida State is just as in the conversation as Duke, UNC, Clemson, you know, FSU is definitely in that conversation. So I think it really just comes down to what Greg Sankey and the folks in the SEC are trying to do. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting when you look at, you know, the ACC versus the Big 12. I I just don't believe, and again, this is just my opinion, I don't believe that the ACC holds a candle to the Big 12. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I'm in an interesting position on this crossroads but you know I'm excuse my cough geez I'm a big believer that Notre Dame's value is down I don't think I think Notre Dame is living on brand history yes I think probably Florida State is but if I look at the if I look at the ACC and I just even in football is Boston College or like I mean the best team in the ACC this year? Probably Clemson. I would think you would put Florida State second. North Carolina's got to be like we we can have that conversation. But if we look at where this conference is, I just don't see that even in the Atlantic, which is Clemson and Florida State, Syracuse, Louisville, NC State. Wake Forest and Boston College are bottom half of the Big 12. Right. Bottom half. Then you look at the Coastal. Okay, North Carolina 
Nine and five last year. They're going to be better this year. But you look at Pitt, Duke, Georgia Tech. How 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 is Mario Cristobal doing at Miami? Not well. <coughs> Virginia and Virginia Tech. Again, those are all outside of North Carolina, and I'll even give you Pitt. Those are all bottom of the half in the in the Big Twelve. When it when you're looking at TCU, you're looking at you're looking at Kansas State, Texas, who I think is could arguably be the best team in the country, let alone the conference. Yeah. Texas Tech is going to have a massive year. I mean, you look at what this conference is, like Baylor's going to be better. I have to think the mullet is going to turn it around. At some point. I have to think that Oklahoma State. I'm a man. Because Oklahoma State at 7-6, and six, that's an embarrassment for Oklahoma State. Yeah. I have to think he's a nine-win team this year. I have to think Oklahoma's a better team. Okay, throw Oklahoma out. Okay, let's say Oklahoma wins six games again. You can't tell me they're only going to win. What did they win last year? Four? You can't tell me that they're going to win three conference games this year. They're not. And by the way, I think Oklahoma's better than any of those bottom feeder teams we talked about in the ACC. Football, I don't even think it's close. Yeah, it's not a conversation. I don't think it's close. I think the Big 12 is far better. Far better. Now, you want to talk basketball? Okay, we can do that. I think that's a much more difficult conversation, but I still think the Big 12 is the best conference in the country. And again, I think if you look at the ACC... I mean, obviously, Miami all the way down to to North Carolina, any 20-win team is worth their weight. Yeah. But North Carolina won 20 games and didn't get into the tournament. Mm-hmm. What is Wake Forest? Syracuse, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Florida State. Look at Florida State, 9-23 and 23 last year. And you want to bitch about the money you're making? Because it's garbage. <laughs> Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, at eleven and twenty-one, dude. I, I thought you said Florida State was nine and twenty-three, seven and thirteen in conference. Bro, come on, brutal. Come on. You look at Louisville, way off last year. So again, I just ask you. Look at the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve. If if we if we really look at twenty-win teams, Kansas, Texas, K State, Baylor. TCU, Oklahoma State, 19 wins with West Virginia and Iowa State. Okay, West Virginia, Bob Huggins, Scandal, who knows? But those are all better teams than the bottom three quarters of the ACC. Yes. And the conference just got better. By the way, I don't know if anybody noticed that flipping Houston's in the conference now. Uh, Is Houston any good at... 33 and 4 last year? Are we all due respect. Are, are we really having a conversation about whether or not the the Big 12 is better than the ACC? I don't even think it's an argument. Yeah, I think it on paper it's pretty definitive. And and I and I think the only thing the ACC has is consistent playoff success in uh in basketball. I mean, there's no doubt that Duke and UNC are two legendary power players. Virginia's come along nicely. You know, so I, I and obviously the Big Twelve has had success late in the season, you know, inside the last five years. So yeah, you know, you've got two national champions in basketball. Like you've done some nice things, but I just I think it 
the Big 12 is trending up. There's no doubt. No doubt about it. John uh, Marzula gives us $2 to say the top of the ACC is better in what? Well, you have to assume basketball because it wouldn't be football. So you think Miami, Virginia, and I think if we just look at Miami, Virginia, Clemson. You talking football or basketball? And I got it can't be football. No. Duke. Like I think the top Pitt, of the ACC is three teams. Those five teams. Well, Pitt won twenty four games last year. Yeah, but Pitt, Duke, Clemson, Virginia, and Miami. That's your top five in the ACC. Uh-huh. Are they better than Kansas, Texas, K State, Baylor, and I don't know, pick your poison, TCU? No, I don't think they are. And then you fast forward to this year. What are you going to say when Houston comes in and wins 25 games in the Big 12? Dude. Because my guess is Houston comes in and probably is what? 26 and 10? Something like that? Yeah. I, I My guess, they'd be 25 and 9, like whatever in that area. They're going to win mid-20s. Houston, they're that good. They're not going to be 30-win team. I mean, you're stepping up to, like, adult basketball now. Adult. Uh, so, I mean, you're – you're I, the, the with all due respect, the Big 12 is just better. Yeah. This can't be a football conversation. No, the football thing is definitive. The Big 12 is better. I don't even think it's close. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you're – I mean, if you want to live on Dabo and forehead, I guess that's fine, but I, I think that – it's kind of hard to to say that the ACC is better than Big yeah, Twelve. I, I don't. Yeah. So and, and listen, John. I I I'm open to the conversation if you want to talk football. Uh, Delaric for two dollars. What if the Big Twelve says to FSU, "You trouble, you trouble"? No. I don't know that they. That's what I, I mean about FSU, though, they can complain and bitch all they want, but again, if other conferences don't want you, which right now they don't. And you don't have a way out of your conference. What even is the conversation? And, and by the way, the the elephant in the room is why would you leave the ACC for the Big Twelve? Because you're you're in a much tougher road to the top of the college football playoff going through the Big Twelve. That's true. true. At a minimum, in football, yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. You got to be. Come on. Uh, Clemson's the best program there, right? Yeah. In the ACC, Clemson's the best program. So. I mean, you would so, have you've got to go through TCU, K State, like, like, but I, even the mid grade football team in in the Big Twelve is better. Like they are. Think about Clemson having to grind through a Baylor game. Think about them having to grind through Tech, like Okie State. I'm not saying that Clemson would lose those games. Maybe Texas Tech. But dude, you're you're up to your freaking chin in those games. I Texas mean, Tech or Florida State? I'm probably take taking Tech. tech. I'm yeah, probably I'm taking, taking tech. tech. Yeah. I'm probably taking tech. I, I again Baylor I don't think it's that State. I don't think it's that close. Baylor's think, been very average. Baylor, Florida State, I think, is a fair, fair ask question. Ask me in a month when we've seen Blake Shapen on uh, under fire. Yeah, I agree. Hella Billy. I like Miami and USF more, but FSU is a bigger brand. Well, and I think that's the other side of the conversation. If we're just yeah. talking brand value, that's a totally different conversation. I I think brand value so I said brand value, they're an SEC team. I think, but winning value, you're not an SEC team. Hero 75, I think FSU <laughs> believes, <clears throat> excuse me, I think FSU believes both the Big Ten SEC wants them and is willing to fight for them. The SEC has made it very clear. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, it is real that Florida is never going to allow FSU into the SEC. Yeah. They're, I mean, they will fight tooth and nail. Yeah. And Florida is worth more than Florida State. It, the SEC, I truly do not believe the SEC has an appetite for Florida State. I, because the, the SEC is not, the, you're not, you're not going to go in there and be like a bully. You're, you're, you're a nobody in the SEC. Yeah. Where, like, if you look at the SEC, are you kidding me? If you look at the SEC, Florida, just the East, because you're probably in the East, right? Yeah. Florida, Georgia, like Tennessee, South Carolina is going to be better this year. Uh, the West is Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Ole Miss, a God, that is just a grinder, bro. You're, you're not, dudes, you're not. Florida State yeah, you're is not. you're not going to be in the West. I think everybody assumes that Florida State is just going to show up in a new conference and just be stomping on people's balls. I got news for you. That's not happening in the Southeastern Conference, boy. That's the bottom line. Tennessee won 11 games last year, if memory serves. Yeah. Dude, if Tennessee... Come on now. See, that's the difference, right? And and that, I think, is the best point about... like Florida State and the ACC are in, in the same boat, in my opinion. Conference and school. Dude, the, the point is is that is that the Big 12 through the middle and the bottom end is better than the ACC. And in football, they're better just top to bottom. And in basketball, my experiences, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong about throwing Clemson in there and some of those other teams in basketball, but in my opinion, the top end of the ACC is three teams. That's Virginia, UNC, and Duke. Those three teams decide the fate of the conference every single year. And if if Clemson wants to do something or if some other school wants to get into that mix, that's fine. But those three teams are the, are the teams. So so Florida State just doesn't have that, that ace in the no. hole, as I like to say. Like, hey, we do this one thing really well. It's like Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a perfect example. If Gonzaga ever sucks in basketball, they're in real trouble. Gonzaga, that's why Gonzaga is good every single year because they have to be able to say, "Hey, dude, we're tournament caliber every single year, and really, we're round of we're Sweet Sixteen caliber every single year." So the yeah. idea that Florida State can't even get one of their sports right in the revenue generating sector, anyway, Come is a now. huge problem. By the way, uh, where does Notre Dame fall in this conversation? Because I think that's an important one as well. We'll talk about that after we hear from the advocates. I was involved in a hit-and-run accident. My chiropractor recommended me to the advocates. They completely took care of everything. Now that my case has been settled, I feel like I can go back to my normal life, all thanks to the advocates. The advocates at theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, I tell you every single day, guys, it costs you nothing. You got hurt at work, and I think workman's comp is such a big deal because so many people get injured at work, and they're like, oh, but my boss said he's going to take care of me. And then what happens? And by the way, if your boss is going to take care of you, that's great, but why not talk to the workman's comp injury experts at the Advocates uh, for free with no obligation? It costs you absolutely nothing. You have zero risk. Zero cost to talk to the advocates online. You don't want to call them? Hey, hands off. Do it. Do an online chat with one of the best injury attorneys in the business and a workman's comp expert right now at theadvocates.com. Hit chat with an attorney. It's free because they never charge a consultation fee. And there are no retainers at theadvocates.com. 
Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Welcome to everybody uh, joining the show. I see everybody hopping on. Um, I guess we're playing fantasy college football uh, because we're trying to figure out, hey, where does Florida State go after the great meltdown in the ACC? Um, where does where does Florida State go? They're not expanding, and they're certainly not adding. And I know this; people in Dallas tend to get uppity about this, but they're not adding <laughs> SMU. Yeah, because I heard from all the SMU fans in Dallas yesterday. They were never in business in the ACC. We found that out last night. I was talking to a source, and they were never even being considered. They were never being considered, SMU. And it's because they don't bring value. And the, the, the ACC looked at SMU and said, why? Even if you're joining us for free, we have to pay you no media rights distribution for five years because that's what SMU's offer was. We'll join. You don't have to pay us a penny. We have donors that are willing to give us $200 million over the next five years. We're good to go. Yeah. But I think one of the real damaging questions is why haven't you won in the AAC? If you're so committed to building a top-notch program, why haven't you won in the AAC? So SMU's not getting in, and it appears that Notre Dame pissed off all kinds of folks in the AAC with their obsessive pounding on adding Stanford and, and Cal. It created some division Yeah, to the point where the – the ACC just decided not to take a vote. And I think from what I've heard, there's real resentment for Notre Dame in the AAC right now or the ACC right now. And my question is, what is Notre Dame's value outside of football? Because I don't think it's high at all. I truly do not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Notre Dame is one of those institutions that has value uh, with just being able to say, hey, Notre Dame's in the conference. Hey, Notre Dame's a Big Ten school. Notre Dame's an ACC school, right? Like, there's just a certain, I don't know, what's the word? Panache, value, uh, you know, uh, recognizability, like able to say, like brand value. I mean, that's just what it is. That's the easiest way to say it. Like, hey, where's Notre Dame at? Oh, yeah, they're in the ACC. Full ride. They, they left independence in football and came to our conference type thing. That's why you want Notre Dame in your conference. But other than that, outside of football, yeah, they've got a strong hockey program. No doubt about it. But is baseball that strong? Is basketball that strong? Is swimming that, like, you get my point here. So if it, football, the reason they're able to do the whole half-in, half-out thing is because Notre Dame football is a legacy thing in every heart of college football fans. Like, Notre Dame's one of those brands, even if you hate them, you're like, hey, dude, who's Notre Dame got this week? Any old-school, iconic matchup? Is it Notre Dame SC week? Is it Notre Dame whoever week, like they're one of those brands. So, so Notre Dame's able to do that and that's their value. So yeah, at, I agree with everyone saying, Hey, Notre Dame's a big 10 team. Sure. I agree with that. But, but ultimately no matter where Notre Dame is, everyone's going to take interest in Notre Dame, even when they suck because Notre Dame, Michigan at the big house is iconic. Notre yeah. But Dame, it's also one of those games we don't play anymore. Well, can that's you, why everyone wants them in the big 10. Can you continue to play Notre Dame USC? When you have 10 conference games, and I think this is where we get to the brass tacks, the real conversation. Can you continue to be an independent as Notre Dame football 
when USC has 10 conference games they've got to play. If you look at your major non-conference schedules, Notre Dame is on everybody's. But now what happens to their annual tilt with Stanford? Yeah. I mean, I would think Stanford desperately needs that game. But who knows if that continues? I mean, you, you look at what Notre Dame's notoriety is. And if, if we're being totally honest about it, isn't it truly that you have a schedule full of ass kickers? And that you look at you look at just even the Pac-12 schedule that USC is going to play this year. One of their biggest games of the year is going to be Notre Dame. And you look at the rest of Notre Dame's schedule. I mean, it's Stanford, Wake, Clemson. Can Clemson continue to play Notre Dame? I I, I don't know. I would guess because you have an ACC affiliation, maybe you do. Yeah, but. Isn't the ACC at some point going to have to go to 10 games? Because I think the SEC is going to go to 10 games. Well, I think everybody ultimately, because has of the, to. The, the because we've condensed here, has to go to 10 games. And, and, and I think this conversation where Nick Saban's all pissed off about a ninth game and only wants to play eight games, well, that's, that's tough, tough stuff. Right? I think, that's, and that conversation's dead now. It's I think you, with the expanded playoff and the need to strengthen your resumes, yes. you're going to have to play not nine, but ten. Yeah, You're not going to have room for non-conference games. And l- listen, Ohio State's on the, the Irish schedule this year. How long is that going to continue? But think about it. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with the overreaching point here that, that Notre Dame eventually is going to get squeezed into a conference. And when I say squeezed into a conference, what I mean is not that there's a huge hesitancy to add Notre Dame. What I mean but, is because of this 10-game thing and because Notre Dame typically is good, people aren't going to want to play him as a non-con. They want to play him as a... Uh, what, what would force Notre Dame to go to a conference? Well, if they didn't have TV money, that's not going to happen. They're gonna, I think they're going to get $75 million a year from NBC. They don't have access to the college football playoff. Well, that's not going to happen. Why would college football and the powers that be in the playoff cut out Notre Dame when they bring huge TV audiences? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the only other reason you would join a conference? Because you can't schedule. And right now, that doesn't really seem to be an issue. Until teams start scheduling, canceling your schedule, it, it, as, long as, you, as long as you are getting... NC State and Ohio State and USC and Clemson. How are you going to re- if, if think about this? If Stanford goes to the Mountain West, yeah, is that a quality opponent anymore? No, it's nope. not. So if everybody else is playing ten conference games, what's Notre Dame going to do? Well, and again, ten conference P five games. What's Notre Dame going to do? They got to play ten P five games. Yes. I think that's the only reason they would get forced into a conference because they're going to make bread. And I I think they're always going to have access to the college football playoff. I wonder if they have enough leverage to hold out another five, six years. You know, if they have enough leverage to say, hey. I think it's two years. I, I Honestly, two. I think, and I think it's two years when the, the it might be three, 2026, after the 2026 season. Mm. I think that's when the Mountain West contract is up. That's when I think you're going to see the next round. Yeah. And I, I think at that point, Stanford and Cal, I think, will be there. Oregon State, Washington State, I don't know. 
But if you're Stanford at that point, you've got to find a home. Yeah, a long-term right? reliable home. I, I think it's a very interesting equation. And by the way, if if and I know I just said by the way again, but if you're making the SEC is distributing $100 million yeah. in total revenue, what does the Big 12 do to fend that off? Because you're going to get 30-something from your TV deal. I mean, I think if you're the Big 12, you have to get as close to $75 million per school per season as possible. Yeah. You have to you have to double up that TV money in a minimum. Because I think that's the only way you can long-term survive. Because the, the, the SEC and the Big Ten just have too much money over you now. Well, and isn't that why Brett Yormark's trying to find all these different ways to make money? I mean, outside of the TV contract. Because he understands, hey... Yeah, we are we are the the second passenger on this thing, right? The SEC is yeah. in the driver's seat, Big Ten's in the passenger seat, and we're in the first row behind them. Like like we get that, and so we understand that our survival is directly linked to our ability to make money outside the TV contract. By the way, Hard Knocks and Aaron Rodgers coming up in fifteen minutes. I'm gonna say something at at at, at half past the hour here in fifteen minutes that I didn't think I would ever say. Okay, fuck you. How's that? I've said that on this show before. Yeah, I think that's what you're going to say about Aaron Rodgers, um, But I'm going to say something about Aaron Rodgers and Hard Knocks that I never, ever thought I would say. Yeah. And I think it may stun you. We'll do that in 15 minutes. Let's get your comments in here. John Marzula for $5 says, Difference to me in football is the middle and the bottom of the Big 12 is much better currently. More trap games for top teams in the Big 12. Just ask, ask Texas. There's no yep. doubt. Yep. There's no because I think there's there is if we look at the Big Twelve, it's higher risk reward. I mean, we can call them trap games, but the the reality of the situation is is if Texas can produce a twelve win season, that's a hell of a season. Who's capable right now? Who is capable right now of winning the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve Conference Championship? I think if we look at TCU, certainly has shown us. Let's see. I mean, you're replacing a lot of heart and soul on that on that Frogs team, but I think TCU, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. K-State, certainly. Yep. Texas, certainly. Yep. Texas Tech, I think, is a dark horse, but certainly. Yep. And I think those four, I don't know that I would say Oklahoma State. I just don't see it in, in Mike Gundy at no, this No, they're moment. second cut right now, no doubt. I'm not a believer that you can flip the switch and all of a sudden Sooner Nation's back kicking ass. I don't, I'm not buying that. Yeah. I think you have too much chemistry issue there. Um, I think those four are capable. Now, that doesn't mean that Okie State, because I think the Pokes are going to beat some people. I think, I think Baylor, Oklahoma, Kansas – are all capable. I have no idea what Iowa State's going to be this year. Yeah. Because I'm not buying that they're a one-win team in conference. No. I'm not buying that. I just – I think that they're that there's too much quality on that coaching staff and Ames to think that they're going to win one game. Yeah. And, and I understand last year was a tough season, a lot of turnover. I have to believe that Iowa State comes back this year. Mm-hmm. Now, is that winning four conference games? Sure. Okay, that's an exponentially but better even, result. Dude, even Iowa State gives gives some of these Big 12 teams heartburn, dude. I mean, they're still going to give you a good fight. They're not going to win no. at a high level, but they're going to give you a good fight. And that's my biggest thing between the Big 12 and the ACC. When we're, when we're talking about, hey, is Texas going to be able to get to 10, 11, 12 wins 
this year. They better go undefeated. Right? Like, they're talented the enough. They're talented enough and deep enough to go undefeated. Yeah. But here's my question. If I look at the new teams coming into the Big 12, BYU's capable of winning some games. Yeah. I love that they are having fist fights in, in practice. <laughs> yeah. This coaching staff is as good as it's been in years in Provo. I think Kalani's re-energized. I think they're going to win games they weren't supposed to win. Yeah. I think Houston's going to win games that nobody believed they were going to win. I am telling you right now. But I believe that more about Houston than BYU. I think BYU is coming into a, a, a conference for the first time in however long it's been. The Hill's going to be going to be tall, but I agree they'll overachieve. They're I, not a one-win team. They're I, they're probably four or five wins. I think Dana Holgerson doesn't give a shit about what you think about him. And, well, I would or agree. his team. And remember, we sat down with him at Big Twelve Media Day, and that's the sense I got. You he know, like does he does not care. He has got that swagger, dude. He does not care. So I would agree with that on Houston. I don't know about Scott Satterfield in Cincinnati. I I was that's one of the most impressive conversations we had the entire time oh, there. Cincinnati. Scott was fantastic. Yeah. I think UCF is is going to absolutely throat punch people. Yeah, UCF is that team in the conference that's just rowdy all the way around. But They're... none of those teams can win the conference. Agreed. Uh, none of them are good enough. I mean, dude, if we're really getting down to brass tacks, the teams that can win the conference, is it not? I mean, I love Texas Tech, and I'm not hating I'm, on them at all. Dude. I agree they're a dark horse, but right now on paper, preseason, if we're yes, being honest. Yes, they can win the conference. Yeah. I Until Sark shows me he ain't Sarking around. Wow, that's so, fair. See what he did. So see what he did. It's it's no. it's it's good old Steve Sarkeesian, and his nickname is Sark. Steve and then Sarkeesian. it's like messing around, but he said Sark and around like it. It works. Yeah, I want to see Quinn Ewers perform. Um, I want that defense though. I'm telling you guys, don't even play because that defense. You are going to come out of that game injured. Yeah. How many dudes? The only question is how many guys are walking with a limp on Sunday morning after you play Texas, dude. Because those dudes are thumpers. And he, you want to talk about coaching staffs. I mean, those dudes do not coach touch football. And I'll drop that mother. That dude. And their schedule's lit. I would not want to be Rice or Wyoming. (laughs) That's right, T. You dudes ain't making the playoffs after you run into Texas. But Alabama on September 9th, see, my like that's God, the that see, and that's what I think the difference is between like Texas and 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 the rest of the conference. Texas gets access to these bigger brands because they're a bigger brand. Let's just run downhill at, at Texas, dude. Yeah, they're they're playing scrimmage Alabama, scrimmage Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma, Houston, PYU, K State, TCU. Iowa State and Texas Tech. That's that's 10 wins. That's got to be 10 wins. Bros, if you are not dead by November 24th and you are not in Austin for Texas Tech and Texas, don't call yourself a football fan. Yeah. If you are not in Austin or glued to the goddamn TV. Seriously. For that game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, Rory. Sorry not to get distracted. So we talking about this Phil Mickelson thing? Yeah. Rory said, quote, at least he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year because he won't be part of it. Jesus, Rory. <laughs> I'm telling Phil Mickelson is one of the least liked and respected golfers in the history of the PGA Tour. And in, in apparently, and I haven't heard it, obviously, 
allegedly, all the reporting says, Rory was just simply asked, "Hey, do you have a do you have a comment on Phil? You know, in the gambling allegations, and that's what Rory said." So Rory went after him by choice. You cannot bet on your own sport. Damn. All right. Uh, let's talk uh, more. less of us, more of you guys. Please hit the like button. Um, you've got 27 minutes, uh, 37 minutes uh, to get us to 23,000. It's probably not going to happen. We're at, we need 49 subscribers, you guys. There's 717 people watching the show. Uh, we, come on, dig deep, man, all the way into your pockets. Hit the subscribe Please. button if you have not. It'd be awesome to give away a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Yes, I'm bribing you. So what? Like you care. Who am I? Phil Mickelson? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. Matt Ritson next year, top 12 in the playoff. What happens? Bowl games. I don't know. Yeah, Let's the whole the bowl game are. thing, that remains to be seen. I mean, I, I, I just think that they're going to be – they're going to wait as long as they can to name bowl games and how, you know, what's going to be what and who's going to be assigned I, I, to what again, conference. And you, you, You've got to play games of consequence. You can't have fucking Wyoming on – excuse my French. You can't have Wyoming on your schedule at Texas. Not next year. You this can't year do again. that. Yeah. You can't. You cannot do that. You have got to have as many P five games on your schedule as possible. Well, look at. Well, I mean, does Bama's got to have some cupcakes this year, don't they? Well, but but why wouldn't you? Yeah. If you're if you're Alabama, Roll Ted, MTSU, Texas, they really don't. Are you kidding me? Well, they got Chattanooga. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving, Chattanooga? <laughs> um, MTSU, Texas. At South Florida Ole Miss, Ole at Miss. Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Tennessee, Rocky Top. That game's in Alabama. Uh, LSU. Yeah, fuck you, Brian Kelly. Come on <laughs> down to Tuscaloosa. Come on, yeah. Let's see you go for yeah. two in Tuscaloosa. Come yeah. on, boy. Come on, boy. Hey, bring boy. Your, bring your southern accent over here, boy. Hey, boy. I hate Brian Kelly. By the way, the Patriots uh, are up on the Texans in preseason action, in case anyone cares. Oh, thank God. Uh, at Kentucky, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. And then, of course, the Iron Bowl, which will be – oh, man. We'll be watching that in, in Hawaii, I hope. Dude. Man. All my peeps in Maui, dude. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, please at least go look at my story. There's a donation link that goes directly to the people of Maui and Lahaina. It's a bad situation there, you guys. If like fifty people are dead, hundreds of homes lost. Like yeah. Maui will never be the same. But that doesn't mean that we can't help them rebuild. They've given I, I go to Maui every year. I go to Hawaii every year. Those people have been so good to me and my family. And I just if you have it in your heart, you have it in your pocket. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram, the Monty Show, and and watch my story. There's a link there. I think Alabama has a pretty strong schedule. Not Chattanooga and Middle Tennessee State. Chattanooga for a nice little scrimmage. Alabama's game with Middle Tennessee State. What channel do you think that's on? ABC. No, it's on the SEC Network. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Arturo. Uh, I have to say it. Arturo Balderas. Hey, Balderas. Next up on Ball Breaker. 
Like that's, I'm going to get medieval on your what's ass. What's a good name for like a longhorn that you're going to ride and he's absolutely going to stomp the children out of your balls? Domer? Hey, Domer. Next Domer. up on Domer, it's Arturo Balderas, the young upstart bull rider. He's from... Let me tell you what, Nat. He's from the far corner of Brownsville, Texas. Yeah, which is uh, not far away from Chattanooga. Yeah, he grew up in a brick shit house chasing manure odors. <laughs> See what he's got. Eight seconds for Balderas. Yeah, that's longer than most of you last. You're welcome, Arturo. Welcome to the show, sir. <laughs> he grew up chasing manure odors. Bro. Uh, the Big Ten doesn't have a footprint in Texas or Florida. With that being said, can you see the, them poaching AM or the Gators in the near future? Why would no. the Gators want to leave? Yeah, they wouldn't. The they SEC would. is good to their people, man. Yeah, the SEC's got it unlocked, bro. Nobody's poaching the Big Ten and nobody's poaching the SEC. Yeah. Okay, the, the, the blacklist, if you left the SEC for the Big Ten, there's no escape in that. Yeah. By the way, it is pretty nice to have NFL football. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, Tom Dean, F, uh, Facebook computer rank last year. Is that what Facebook? Uh, SEC, Big 12, Big 10, Pac, ACC. Okay. Maybe that just means football. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Logan Pikey. Pikey. Uh, uh, Logan Pikey. He got me a pie kit for Christmas. Uh, KU football going to win the Big 12 and the Natty. Okay. But listen, man, I, I, before that can happen, open the garage door before you start the car. Oh, just yeah. lift it up. It, you'll be much better. Trust me. Never getting those brain cells back, but don't worry about it. You got enough. Think that's uh, it, well. S. Gray. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's one I asked Andy Staples. If you could pick without limits any game in a week one to result in an upset to create chaos, who? Okay, this feels like a Tanner voice question. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> and I asked him, look, I asked Andy Staples the same question. So don't don't feel like I'm picking on you. Okay? Now, guys, if you could pick any matchup for a week one game and it would result in an upset, who would you pick? I mean, I'm almost like Notre Dame. I mean, I, I think I have to go with Middle Tennessee State over Alabama. I think I've hit it every time. I Like your mom says. <laughs> no idea, dude. Expedition <laughs> Greg, uh, wonder what's the status of the Maui Invitational. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, don't care about that, it, dude. It, the devastation. The town burned down, bro. You guys, the people of Maui are such good people. And it's oh, just... Update just now coming across. Just, yes. you know, because we're so concerned about the Maui Invitational. 53 people are dead, dude. No, I said 53, bro. Like, I, I, it, it is terrible. It's tragic. It is absolutely the 17 more were confirmed today to bring the total to 53. Yeah, it's brutal. Jesus. Yeah, on my Instagram, I have a link uh, to the Maui Strong Fund. Uh, and that goes directly to the people of Maui. So if you, if you have it in your heart, you guys, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> giggity. Didn't realize how much I missed the super soaker. <laughs> Gumby says Rip Tanner. Uh, he's still here. Aaron Wilson says Rip Tanner. Jeremy Callahan says Rip Tanner. I mean, he's not dead. He just doesn't watch a show anymore. DCB channel says Rip to those 53 lost souls. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. I mean, I just, 
Mm. That's rough. Uh, that is absolutely rough. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about hard knocks and Aaron Rodgers. And I, I don't want to do this, you guys. I, I don't. I mean, first of all, Aaron Rodgers pisses me off because he's supposedly dating, dating Shailene Woodley. Again. That guy's definitely a douche. Like, did, Shailene, you're better than this. Get a fast pass for douche mountain because you're a douche. Nobody likes Aaron Rodgers. No. And I mean, you can count the ways. Like his family doesn't like him. Mm -hmm. Danica Patrick hates him. Mm -hmm. You hate him. Mm -hmm. That's but, right, T. But you can't quit it because mm -hmm. he's going down the middle with a post route. Mm -hmm. And I get it. The goal post is amazing. I think I've hit it every time. But my point is, my point is, Shailene, this guy is a dickhead. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. And then he shows up on Hard Knocks. And I'm sitting there on my brand new 75-inch Amazon Fire TV. Can you measure it? I did. Um, and I'm watching Hard Knocks last night. Don't say it. Don't. Say why? And Aaron comes Dude, walking up to the facility. And, and it's douche sunglasses. And he's clearly lost weight because he shit himself in the darkness retreat while he was drinking ayahuasca. Sort of a natural reflex. You know, it just it happens. And... I was like, dude, Aaron looks fit. Okay, it's fine. And then Aaron comes jogging outside and he's talking to the camera. People are like, hey, you guys got me okay? This mic working? You need to fix this? No, you're good, Aaron. He goes running out and then all the, all the Jet fans are like, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. I'm like, okay, people were calling, were cheering for Jake Paul over the weekend too. They don't know any better. It's fine. But then you start, they start playing these clips of Aaron Rodgers talking to his teammates and actually being positive and giving them affirmations. And Dude, hey, I can't believe you're saying try this. Try this and try that. Dude. And I can't even hearken back to Aaron being in the dark, running around a cave, shitting himself on Would ayahuasca in his little darkness retreat. Dude, don't. Don't. See? Because Aaron became... Dude, I, 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 you can't say it. Dude. I haven't said Suck it yet. Myass.com. Don't say it, dude. Please, please. I'll try to stay calm and not curse. Aaron, watching all of this last night, dude. Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes I think I just say shit. Sample what comes out of my mouth. Became. Texas man. He became more likable. That's what fucking <laughs> takes me the fuck off. Aaron Rodgers became more likable. It, it it almost feels like a sickness to say it. It feels like it feels I feel No, dirty. it feels it feels like you know, it it it, it feels like you're kicking a dog. Yeah, it feels it just... like it feels like you're intentionally driving through a puddle to splash a young lady who's carrying her beautiful infant child. Yeah. It feels like you know, you are parking in a <coughs> handicap spot when Thelma and Louise pull up with their hip replacements. It feels like, it just feels like you haven't showered in a month. Obviously and you, not. And you ran out of deodorant. And you farted constantly and you haven't showered. And you just don't <sighs> smell good. And you taste bad. Here I am. But I have to admit, 
Aaron Rodgers is more likable. Because, you just have to like snap out of it a yeah, little bit. I, I mean, yeah, dude, is this I, thing even on? Like, what I, are we doing? I here? don't know. Like, come on, man. But I prayed to all the fake football gods to help What's me. What's up, big bro? Yeah, I asked Aaron. I, I asked them to help me hate Aaron Rodgers more because it's a listen. As a Chicago Bear fan, I fucking hate Aaron Rodgers. There we go. That's what I want. Like, they know reset. I hope he trips and falls. And breaks his throwing arm. Like, I hope that eventually he... But you can't say that anymore because he plays for the Jets. Oh, shit. And he's being nice to Zach Wilson. And he's calling plays. And (coughs) they're (coughs) celebrating. And he's fist bumping people. And he's bro-dapping up his teammates. And he made friends with the guy who's the voice actor of Hard Knocks. The narrator. And this is not the asshole I've grown to love hating. That's the untrained eye. Uh, It's not the untrained eye, though, because Aaron's actually a decent dude. It's fun. And and there's only one explanation that I can come up with now. And I think it is. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think it's that he broke up with that ugly-ass, wart-looking frog that he used to love Known as the Green Bay Packers. Boom. Out of here. Yeah, because nobody like n- nobody likes the Packers. You're filling in for somebody. Right? Like, fuck the Packers. Thank like you. nobody Thank you. like no but choke on a brat, you worthless Fs. Okay, fuck you. Nobody that? likes the Packers. Yeah. Nobody. So all of their players from Don Mikowski to you know Brett's thumb to Jordan Love, like, screw them all. You're a douche. Right? Like, Mike McCarthy's head instantly shrank down and got a little smaller when he went to the Fact. Cowboys. A li- not a lot Fact. smaller, because he still has a huge Fact. fucking fat head, Mike McCarthy. But it got a little smaller when he left the Packers. Right. You liked Mike a little more. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, now it feels like he's that guy. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. He's that guy. It's like he went through therapy conversion. And he's no longer like a daster, dirty, terrible human being in a Packer uniform. I'm a man. He's an asshole. He is an asshole. And hard But, but he's less of an asshole wearing no, a Jets uniform. No, what happened? Yes, he let's, is. What happened last night? Last night, Hard Knocks did what Hard Knocks is really good at doing. And created a one-hour video that portrays Aaron Rodgers in a positive light. Hugh Janus. Yes, I am the one. I am an asshole. I am not going to slurp Aaron Rodgers and say he is more likable after one week of hard knocks. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, dude's not not taking me around back. That's not happening. Yeah, that's not happening, Aaron. (laughs) Slurp Aaron Rodgers. That's not happening, dude. You're going to have to show me when you guys lose a game what you're really like. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is a nice guy. You know what I thought was hilarious last night on hard knocks? They asked him. Somebody asked him. Hard knocks had HBO had it inside this episode. Hey, why do you think no one wanted the cameras here? Notice Aaron, as usual, stuck to the script. Yeah, you know, I think it was just a lot of people were 
uncomfortable with all the cameras in the organization. I, I loved, I've had a great experience with Hard Knocks. You guys are great. Brown noser, brown noser, kiss everyone's ass. Yeah, you guys are great. But, you know, yeah, in the organization, I think they just didn't want the distraction. Dude, I... This is the same guy, dude. It's the same guy. And I love Sauce Gardner and, you know, Mike. I, I love them all, dude, but I'm not buying it. Give me, give it five Mike. weeks. I'm telling you, he's more likable as a Jet than he ever was. Because again, 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 he's a terrible human being. He's an axe murderer, a serial killer. He is. Look at me. He is your math teacher. <laughs> you know, he he just he's that cop that's sitting on the side of the road at 2 a.m. when you're doing 85, and he's giving you a ticket. Like he's that guy. You hate him. You despise him. Yeah, when you're Jalen Cartering you around town. You don't want to see him. Yeah, yeah. But in a jet uniform, the shade of green is different. Um, He's just a better version of... You just have to, like, snap out of it a little bit. That dickhead Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's just <laughs> a better version of that guy. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. What are the comments saying? Jeremy Callahan, he's that cannibal that ate your Aunt Betty. Yeah. Yes, he is. Thank you. But now he regurgitated her back up and apologized. It's probably a bad analogy. Uh, Tom, I love good rivalry hate. I'm the same way about BYU and Max. Yeah, Hall. see? Like, you get what I'm saying. Uh, Salamini. Jake, you would need furniture before taking Aaron Rodgers home. Stay hard. Dude, I hate Aaron Rodgers, bro. That doesn't change the fact you ain't got a couch. Dude. Um, slurp on that, A Rod, Jake. Yeah, Hiscock, Hiscock. <laughs> Ron Nolan, I watched Thelma and Louise last night. Damn good movie, classic soundtrack. Gina Davis, um, Susie, Susan Sarandon too. Yeah, M like them far more than I like Aaron Rodgers. Conference Commissioner Gumby, Aaron Rodgers has too much chest hair for Jakey Duels. Screw him. Giggity, Jake is 100% spot on. Fuck that guy. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? Too much gravy. Aaron knocks down hard. It's internal. Wow. Tom Teen, Green Bay Packers, greater than Notre Dame. Where do you, where do you block people at? Uh, Gary Wolf. Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. Hugh Janus. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I love it, dude. I love it. Um, Stan, everyone outside of Chicago loves the Packers since Vince. Shut up. Um, no, that's the untrained eye. Yeah. Come on, dude. No, they don't. Come on, dude. Nobody likes the Packers. That's the untrained eye. Gumby, Aaron Wilson equals Aaron Rodgers after a shower. Well. Wow. Uh, let's see. Carrie Lee, da bears. Yeah. Exactly right. Mike Maples, did his $35 million go to paying for all his positive spin from the players and the producers? That's what I'm saying, dude. You guys understand what ayahuasca does to you, like, right? Like, come on, dude. Ayahuasca is a hallucinogen. Aaron Rodgers went into a hole in the ground <laughs> in complete darkness. Here I am. Took ayahuasca. And shat himself. And he's never denied it. Ayahuasca, one of the effects is it gives you loose bowels. 
you're just chilling in that dirt hole, bro. And all of a sudden, Montezuma's revenge shows Hugh up. Hugh Janus. Yeah. Dude. I, and you are crapping yourself. And, and, and it's crazy that this is the same guy. The, the same guy that's in a darkness retreat and trying to pipe the Packers is now a jet. And Zach Wilson's like, oh, yeah, it's great. And Mike dude. is like, yeah, it's great. And Sauce Gardner's like, yeah, it's great. Cool, but the, dude. But just the fact, the, the, the thing that really pisses me off, and actually it doesn't, it actually brings great warmth into my vast bosoms to watch Robert Sala be like, wow, look at that throw. Hey, look at that throw. Wow, look at that throw. And the other coaches are like, holy shit, that's what a quarterback looks like? Zachy Poo was that bad last year? Yeah, dude. <laughs> that the first time they see Aaron Rodgers in a practice at training camp, they're like, God damn. Why did we wait so long? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Willie Wilson, he likes psychedelics. Yes, he does. Uh, Cowboy country, I think Aaron's grateful to be out of Green Bay. I'm sure he is. Uh, Ryan, uh, Willie, the Packers will still own the bears. We'll see about that. We don't have a quarterback in Chicago, so you're probably right. You know? Yeah. I read that one already. Thank you. Um, Micah Mars tomorrow could be a big day for the mountain West, depending on AAC meeting, ACC meeting. I'm telling you, they're getting Oregon state and Washington state. Mm. Gloria mm-hmm. Navarez is too good at her job. Not Friday is always a fun day in realignment. Yep. Um, Mike Maples, you're clinching a bit too hard there, two holes. Take a deep breath. Dude, I'm not a, I, I will, dude. <laughs> dude. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? Stan says, sounds more like shades of gray to you, Monty. Hey, Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. Yeah, screw him. Why do you, like, I'm not stroking Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you are. You no, said I'm not. He's more likable. He is more likable. Dude, you, so you're stroking Aaron Rodgers. Think about it. Think about a guy. <laughs> no. Think about a guy who fell in a puddle and he's all covered in mud. And then they take a shower and they come out and they look normal again. Aaron Rodgers in a jet uniform. The scum. Like, you know that, you know, because you lazy ass bros don't like squeegee your shower doors. And you know how they get all kinds of soap scum on them? I don't have a shower door. And then the cleaning lady comes because we're overprivileged and we're in the 1%. And she cleans your shower door and you can see through it again. Aaron Rodgers in a jet uniform. Simple as that. You know when your contacts that I don't wear because I got LASIK, the ones he wears get all foggy and shit. And then you take it out and you put it back in. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Pull out, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Rhythm method. Delaric, <laughs> part of it being uh, in a cold-ass Green Bay would make anyone bitchy and unlikable. His family hates him. Waves in opposition. Yeah. And by the way, how do you piss off Olivia Munn? How do you piss off Danica Patrick? How do you piss off Shailene Woodley? You find a way. Because you're an asshole. That's how. Yeah. That's how. Uh, Jake's right and you're wrong, Monty, about AR. Oh, I, hey, I'm here. He's in opposition. Listen, if everybody who hates Aaron Rodgers wants to line up in the comments section, I'll read every one of them. And we'll you're be a here. douche. I'll stay here till midnight reading Aaron Rodgers. That Rogers guy's hate. definitely a douche. Yeah, because I fucking hate Aaron Rodgers. Get a fast pass for douche mountain because you're a douche. But he's more likable in a jet uniform. He is. Any sad this news from Hawaii. These deaths numbers keep climbing and the number of missing doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. No. No, it doesn't. Please help Maui if you can. 
you guys. There's a link on my Instagram story. The Monty Show. M-O-N-T by The Monty Show. Uh, Gary Wolf. Aaron ain't no Broadway Joe. <laughs> Joe Namath has to be one of the most overrated. Joseph Lee Burrow. You know. I thought that was the Joe we were talking about. DCB says, uh, digging deep into that reservoir of red-hot hate for Green Bay. Funny but unhealthy. Well, I hate Green Bay. The Packers, not the people. Uh, although they're kind of weirdos up there anyway. Uh, Aaron Rodgers in New York, Broadway a-hole. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Iowaska Biscuits says, yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, David Callen, go to a safe room and pet a puppy. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Mike Smith, A-Rod took classes with the hippie teacher in Beavis and Butthead and learned to chill out. I'm telling you, the, maybe the darkness retreat did him some good. I guess. I don't know, dude. I, I, I'm I telling you, we're one week in. Don't, don't buy the hype yet. But you don't buy that he's more likable. No, not yet. Wow. Not yet. I think that Hard Knocks painted him in a very positive light because the Jets gave Hard Knocks, you know, a bunch of crap about being there. And so what did Hard Knocks do? Okay, if you don't want us here, you know, how can we get more access? Well, paint us in a positive light. And I think that's what they did. Hayden Maxwell for two or $5. I think going into 2030. Bro, that's like seven years from now. The Big 12 will be able to get close to 60 or 70 million because their team, their teams, fans, are excited and committed to watching each. If okay. they're only getting 60, 70 million in seven years, they're going to be dead. It'll be much more than that. Jeremy Callahan, remember that commercial in the 80s with the bubbles, the bubbles with eyes that take care of the shower scum stuff? What's that called? Yeah, I remember. Oh, what that. are you talking about, man? Absolutely. The scrubber stuff, the bubbles. Scrubbing bubbles. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith. Wow. Jake needs a dominatrix to chill him out. Uh, okay. Uh, Derek Roche, which direction you wipe your glasses, Jake? No comment. <laughs> Conference Commissioner Gumby. Pardon me wants Aaron Rodgers to wind up with T-Swizzle. Dude, <laughs> do you want to talk about the ultimate frontrunner couple? Aaron Rodgers and Taylor Swift. Come on. Come on. Who's not hot? Yeah, you maintain she looks like an alien. She does. Uh, I am not Hi, sharing my private stock at Tom Dean. Okay. Tom Dean says, uh, okay. Conference Commissioner Gumby. Uh, <laughs> what? A-Rod pulls out? No, Travis. No. Delaric, hey, I said part of it was cold. He is still an asshole. Just went from one from ten to yeah. eight point five. Thank you. Thank so you. he's more likable. Yeah, he's still an asshole, dude. But that I'm not arguing. He's that. an asshole, dude. I am not arguing that. I am not I arguing. I found myself. That. I found myself last night watching Hard Knocks, being like, wait a minute. They're really trying to make this guy more likable, aren't they? They're really trying to help. They're trying to give him the TB12 treatment in Tampa, aren't they? They're How are trying... you putting me in a position to defend Aaron Rodgers? You put yourself in that position. I, I didn't do anything to you. I didn't do anything to you. I don't even know who you are anymore. I know. Yeah, I know. You uh, fucking donkey. Kenneth Maynard. Florida State needs to focus on continuing to get owned by Wake Forest Demon Deacons over and over again. <laughs> I, th I believe he's upset. 
<laughs> and I, I hear you. Oh, man, dude. I hear you. I hear you. All right, a couple more. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gummy, maybe T. Swib- Swizzle is a reptilian shapeshifter. Absolutely. A reptilian shapeshifter. Biologics. Uh, yeah, biologics. Jeremy Kelly, I'm more likable equals less hateable. No, it doesn't. No, I still hate Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Only because he's getting all that ass. He's a douche. No, but apparently he's not. Whatever. Apparently he's not. Maury Alvarez. Hopefully A.A. Ron can help Milfson to be a better Milfson. <laughs> uh, Conference Commissioner Gummy. Remember, Jake is still the guy who let the cops in. Thank you. Where is A.A. Ron right now? And for those of you new to the show, I got a red light ticket on the last day possible of enforcement. The city sent a, a process server to the door with the ticket. And the guy's like, hey, is fat ass here? And Jake's like, yeah, sure. Hey, it's for you. And the guy is wearing a fucking police jacket. He's clearly a cop. And Jake's like, yeah, okay, man. yeah, come on in. He's stuck in the chair over. He can't help himself. He can't run. And he's like, hey, yeah, he's right here. Hey, doors for you, fat ass. And the guy's like, hey, uh, you know, today's the last day that we can have you sign this ticket. So uh, you sign right here. Go ahead. Couldn't have said no. He Who? That's yeah, the wrong Yeah, I couldn't address. have given the Phil Mickelson treatment. I'm not answering that question. Who are you? You are not. The guy. What, what business do you have with fat ass? <laughs> uh, he's not here. He's at Taco Bell down the street. No, I'm not doing that. You could have said a million things. Yeah, well, I didn't know better at that point. Whose fault at was that? At this point. At that point. If if it happened again today, which it won't, I, I wouldn't answer the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Jake is reptilian shapeshifter, if not full-blown Wendingo. Human or non-human? Ron Nolan, Jake, Aaron Rodgers' arms are so long, they will go wrap around you twice while giving you a reach around. Well, uh, bro, come on. Bro. Uh, Stay hard. Wow. Wow. Uh, um, Mike Smith, Jake, man, that is wrong. Why do you hate America? <laughs> Jake, can you explain to us why you hate America? And, pardon me. Uh, uh, it, it, um, see what he hate the world. Uh, uh, <laughs> why do you hate America? Uh, Rick G says, nice, Jake. Yeah, jerk. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Jake's bio, national park disrespecter, virgin snitch, Aaron Rodgers hater, team lean, team flats, back to front. Here I am. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, A.A. Ron will grip the pigskin. Oh, well, oh, the pigskin. Gotta start stroking, Hiscock. dude. Hiscock. Gotta start stroking, dude. Yeah, you know, gotta start stroking, guys. Honestly, I'd start stroking, guys. You gotta time, get stroked. Got time to get stroked. Which, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. All right, real quick before we get out of here. Real quick, like. Are you guys EV vehicle fans? I've been trying to get this story in for a month. Because it's garbage. Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) Uh, Ford is set to lose $4.5 billion in the first half of 2023 on EVs. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? I'm not an electric vehicle guy. I don't believe they're better for the environment. I think their sum of parts is worse for the environment, as most people agree. Now, I think we can do things like ban diesel and 
have much stricter emissions. Totally get all that. I don't believe that having electric vehicles on the road is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Are you an EV fan? No. I think I'm a, a, a electric-assisted fan, meaning, hey, you've got... Yeah, you know, it's like what the supercar makers do, right? Hey, you've got this great motor and power plant, and then we're going to strap an electric motor there to help it out. I think that's brilliant. I think that there are, you know, I I I think the Tesla game is a is a gimmick because you you can't drive it across the country, and I don't love that that you know you, there's connection. Like there have been a lot of points made about like Teslas as an example. Like, hey, if the government ever wanted to they could find a way to shut down your car because it's an electric car right like with gas they can't do that and so it's like whether it's the government angle which i agree is a little bit you know like you know conspiracy theory guy i I agree with that but still it's an angle you've got that you've got the whole concept that ford is losing billions of dollars on electric vehicles and then there's the the additional layer to this story where ford and a bunch of other automakers are going to come together to build a charging network, which I think we've been waiting for for how long? I can't believe we launched electric cars before having gas stations for them. Like, really? Like, you're going to build an electric car, but you, like, if you live in Scottsdale, you can't drive it to California. You can't. And they're just now building an electric charging station network coast to coast. And my other gripe about this is how are we building electric cars that are not recharging on the go? How are we building electric cars that don't have the ability to to charge as you drive them? I, I know that we have that technology, yet it, it doesn't get used. And that's what I don't get. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. All right, good. I just wanted to vent on that. And, you know, as an enthusiast, I hate electric cars because you lose the soul of the car. I mean, that's the whole point of cars. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Oh, I need to remind you guys, because today's the last day. Oh, God. Texas at Baylor. We're giving away a pair of tickets tomorrow, 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. All you have to do is go to TridayTrading.com, sign up for their $10 30-day membership. The $10 is a charitable donation. No obligation to continue after that. No money, no nothing. Look it up. The Monty Show presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Tell me you heard about it on The Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.